I'd like to call the regular meeting of the City Council Public Financing Authority to order. Clerk, please take the roll. Councilmember Mosier. Here. Councilmember Bolton. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Burns. Here. Mayor Vandermark. Here. Councilmember Strickland. Aye. Councilmember McKeon. Here. Councilmember Kalmick. Here. All present. Thank you. City Council member comments. Um, Council, would anyone like to make a comment? Councilmember Bolton. Thank you, Mayor. Um, so welcome to Black History Month. Regardless of whether the city of Huntington Beach officially recognizes it, please take the opportunity to learn about the history and culture of black and African Americans. There are events all over the region, including author visits at libraries in Costa Mesa and Tustin, performances at Santa Ana College and festivals. Um, it takes away from no one to learn about the life of someone else. Um, now to the current weather situation, our public works department, I don't know if people have noticed them around town, they have been working their tails off dealing with downed trees, sandbags, flooded streets um, for the past several days. And I just wanted to acknowledge every single member of the public works department um, the director, Chow Vu, and the assistant, I'm sorry, the deputy director, Alvin Papa, thank you very much <laughs> for all that you do. Anyone else like to make a comment? Yeah. Mayor Pratem Burns. Uh, the mayor and I attended the uh, Huntington Beach Marathon this weekend, Sunday. Awesome event. Congratulations, those 18,000 runners. And... Uh, Hats off to the first place finishers. Incredible. Anyone else? Okay, we'll move on. Oh, Council Member Moser. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to um, let everybody know that HB Reads One Book has a new book. And if you go to hbreads.org, you can find out all about it. They have an event coming up on Thursday, March 14th from 4 to 6 p.m where you can purchase tickets for an author presentation and book signing, or Thursday, March 14th from 7 to 9, there's a free event, an evening with Lynn Cox, who is the author of the current book. I encourage you to go check it out. HV Reads is one of the gems of our community and should be a great night. Thank you. Okay, next we'll move to announcement of supplemental communications. Seated clerk, do we have any supplemental communications? Yes, for closed session item five, we received an email communication regarding request to provide amicus support with regard to Gloria Johnson at Al versus City of Grants Pass. And for item number six, a letter was received from Shankman and Hughes dated January 25th regarding violation of the California Voting Rights Act. And that letter, a copy of it is um, copied and on the table out front for the public. Thank you. Now moving on to public comments, do we have anyone signed up to speak at this time? No one signed up for this portion, no. Okay. So we will be now moving on to closed session. I will read the statement and then we'll move on. Um, in Conference of Real Property Negotiator, Property, Huntington Beach Park Equestrian Center located at 18381 Golden West, Huntington Beach, California, 92648, APN 894-901-96. Agency Negotiator, Eric Parra, Interim City Manager, Chris Cole, Community of Library Services Manager, William Krill, Public Works Real Estate and Project Manager, Negotiating Parties, not present, Mary Burns, President, President National Equestrian Centers Incorporated, 
Under negotiation, the amendment to the current lease extension <coughs> of the terms for the lease for 10 years and provide for special capital improvements. Conference of Real Property Negotiators will be discussing the encyclopedia lots, APM 110-182-11 and APM 110-152-23. Agency Negotiators, Eric Parra, Interim City Manager, Travin Hopkins, Assistant City Manager, Chu Vu, Public Works, Director, Ashley Waisaki, Community and Library Services Director, and William Krill, Public Works Real Estate and Project Manager. Negotiating parties, Richard Bemis, property owner, not present. Under negotiation, the price and terms of payment. Council, do I have a motion and a second to resist to closed section? Madam Mayor, before we go into closed session, I have to make an announcement. Um, uh, I will not be participating in the Huntington Central Park Equestrian Center. I have a financial conflict of interest as the owner of the property is one of my day, day job clients. Okay. All right. It's been moved. Second. Second by Pat Burns. Going to closed session. That's 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 a, just the the city attorney is going. For, that is a recuse. I'm recusing myself from that yes. item. I'd like to reconvene the regular meeting of the City Council Public Financing Authority. City Clerk, may I have the roll, please? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. And yes, Councilmember Mosier. Here. Councilmember Bolton. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Burns. Here. Mayor Vandermark. Here. Councilmember Strickland. Councilmember McKeon. Here. Councilmember Kalmick. Here. All present. Thank you. Next, we'll um, do the Pledge of Allegiance, and Councilmember Tony Strickland will be leading us. Right hand over your heart. Ready to begin. I pledge allegiance to the new flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Next, we're moving on to the invocation. Tonight's invocation will be given by Police Chaplain James Pike. Let us pray. We ask for your blessing upon this chamber, O oh God, that you would send your spirit of wisdom to those who have been elected to lead us. We give you thanks for a successful Surf City Marathon for all those who ran in and visited our city. And may everyone who visits our beautiful home receive a blessing from you. And finally, for your spirit to be upon all our people, with malice toward none, with charity toward all, with firmness to see the right as you would give us sight, that we might have an enduring and lasting 
peace among ourselves and with all people. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Okay, now moving on to closed session report. City Attorney, do you have anything to report from closed session? Just um, on one item, on the uh, request for amicus support regarding the Gloria Johnson versus City of Grants Pass case, United States Court of Appeals in the Ninth Circuit being now appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. The City Council voted uh, in closed session four to three with Bolton Mosier and Kamek abstaining to support the, uh, by way of amicus, to support uh, the ninth, uh, I'm sorry, the U.S. Supreme Court challenge to the Grants Pass case. Thank you. Announcements of supplemental communications. City Clerk, do we have any supplemental communications? Yes, we do, Mayor. For council committee appointments, item number eight, a memorandum was received from Councilmember Kamek regarding amendments to Mayor Vandermark's 2024 council liaison list. And in addition to that, we received four email communications for that item. For consent calendar, item number nine, um, a memo was submitted by me for a, um, um, an minor amendment to the January 16 minutes. So when you guys move the consent calendar, that item would be approved as amended by supplemental communication. For consent item 12, two email communications regarding proposed resolution 2024-06, approving the 2024 Huntington Beach legislative platform. And for council member items number 14, 64 email communications regarding the proposed statement of solidarity solidarity with Texas. That's what I have right now. Thank you. Moving on to public comments. City Clerk, do we have anyone signed up to speak? <laughs> yes, we do. We have a very large group tonight. 79, approximately 79 speakers are signed up to speak. So I'll go ahead and call in groups of 10 and you can make your announcement. Okay. At this time, the City Council will receive comments from members of the public regarding any topic, including items on the open session agenda. Individuals wishing to provide a comment may do so in person by filling out a request form to speak delivered to the City Clerk. All speakers are encouraged but not required to identify themselves by name. Each speaker may have up to three minutes unless the volume of speakers warrants reducing the time allowance. Please note that the Brown Act does not allow discussion or action on topics that are not on the agenda. Members of the public who would like to speak directly with a council member on an item not on the agenda may consider scheduling an appointment by co contacting the City Council's Administrative Assistant at area code 714-536-5553 or emailing the entire City Council at city.council at servcity-hb.org. Due to the number of speakers, we're going to be uh, giving them two minutes each. Um, so could you call the first yes. 10 speakers? Yes. All right. The first 10 speakers, please come down and approach both podiums so we could move this um, along smoothly. Andrew Einhorn, Jeannie Paris, Delaine Bailey, Ann Palmer, Patty Pappas, Deb Janice, Luann Shoup, Kathy Carrick, Barbara Shapiro, and Shirley Detloff. Okay, first speaker, go ahead. Andy Einhorn, Huntington Beach. Our elections conducted by the Orange County Registrar of Voters are fair and honest. 
The council's majority has promoted alternative facts about illegal voting in our city and spent nearly $500,000 to get amendments on the primary ballot in an attempt to rig the vote through voter suppression. Additional $1.5 to $2 million would be needed to run such an election. This represents a complete waste of taxpayer money. Not to mention, not to mention the legal ramifications that will follow. I previously invited the majority to the Registrar of Voters open house tomorrow night at 4 to 7 p.m. I am rescinding my invitation because you scheduled a meeting tomorrow charging your supporters $20 to attend a session of disinformation about the Registrar of Voters and your lame amendments. Because of limited time, I will provide a few truths that will not be discussed at your meeting. Signature matching discrepancies are handled by a team of three, and if questioned, those ballots are not counted until the individual comes to the registrar of voters. Four cross checks are used to avoid possibility of deceased people voting. The voting booths and tally machines are not connected to the internet. If the voter database discovers that your address has changed, you will be sent a green card to update your address. Don't believe me, go to the registrar of voters and see for yourself. Go election night and get a complete tour and you can visualize Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Einhorn. Next speaker. Next speaker. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Einhorn. Thank you, Mr. Einhorn. Uh, good evening, Mayor and City Council members. My name is Mary Jo Baratish. I'm speaking tonight to point out one important item to the voters that do not understand Measure A. In reading the Orange County Voter Register Information Guide, I read the uh, City Council's impartial analysis of Measure A, including the following. The adoption of the measure may result in additional currently undetermined cost to the city because the city does not currently perform the described election activities. If costs are not been analyzed and reasonably pre predicted, why is Measure A on the ballot? According to the Orange County Register of Voters, Huntington Beach is approximately 7% of the registered voter population in Orange County. In calculating the cost for Huntington Beach to run its own election benefit profit uh, efficiently as the Orange County Register of Voters, you must take in the various factors, such as initial setup costs, operational expenses, fixed costs, legal and compliance costs, voter outreach and education, and variable unpredicted costs. These factors could significantly increase the actual cost for the city to independently run its elections at least $1.5 million annually. Additionally, the state of California does not require voter ID in the polls since registered voters already have given all their information, personal information, to the Orange County Register of Voters at the time they registered to vote. The state and the Attorney General are posed to sue Huntington Beach if the ballot measure passes. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, go ahead. 
Good evening, members of the City Council. My name is Shirley Detlaw, former mayor and a resident of the city since 1964. I'm here to tell you, and I'm sure you feel the same way, how destructive and heartbreaking it is for our city to receive all of the bad publicity we have been receiving in letters to the editor, public comments, op-eds, TV statements. This is extremely alarming since much of our economy is based on tourism. I hate to think that many of the boards are making decisions as to where corporate functions will be held and where nonprofits will receive the support and donations they so deservedly receive. Many of you have worked so hard in this community to see what is now happening to us. Many in this room have spent most of their adult lives making this a city the very best and the one you inherited. The best park system in the state, eight and a half miles of pristine beaches, over 2,000 acres of wetlands saved, one of the best libraries in the nation, a well-used and beautiful senior center, and the list goes on and on. We have seen our environmental board incorporated into public works when climate change is taking place. What are you doing regarding sea level rise? The environmental board would have been a wonderful resource since it's made up of experts in the field. Why didn't you go to the library staff or the library board when you made the decision to have a citizens committee review books which would be allowed in the children's library? When you decided on the additions to the city charter because you wanted voter ID, when you knew that it was against the state and the state did not require it, you knew we were headed for another lawsuit counting, uh, costing the taxpayers and instead of being used to upgrade many of the things that need to be done in this city. You knew that when you registered to vote, you had to prove voter ID. If you Thank you for Thank coming. You. Next speaker, go ahead. Next speaker, go ahead. Tonight, I'm going to be reading you a book. Oh, my goodness, it's banned. Why is this book banned? I have no idea. We were promised no changes to our city's charter. Now that I'm elected, we'll change the charter. What aren't they disclosing? They want us to believe that we are all learning how to forge signatures. <laughs> I'm going to drive around Huntington Beach and guess who hasn't voted and guess where their polling place is and forge their signature. <laughs> what they aren't telling you is the county would no longer hold local elections because Measure A is illegal moving local elections from the Orange County registers of voters to a rinky-dink city-run operation would be like exchanging Fort Knox-type security to securing your front door with paper tape. <laughs> These measures will require severe uh, cuts in all of our budgets for parks, libraries, beaches. Remember those expensive sausages? Put a fork in measures A, B, and C. 
Huntington Beach taxpayers are not your piggy bank. millions of dollars of taxpayer money. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Okay. Ready? Next speaker, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Mayor Gracie Vandermark, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Pat Burns, and council members. My name is Jeannie Paris, and I've lived in Huntington Beach for 28 years. I strongly support measures A, B, and C. These changes are not a power grab. These changes will not cost millions of dollars. These changes are not about making sausages, I didn't know she was gonna go before me, and lunch pails and whatever else. There is, this is no hidden agenda. This is about election integrity and a good, simple common sense. Can you be quiet? Please Measure let her a speak. Is about voter ID, more in-person voting and monitoring of ballot drop boxes. Over 50% of the United States currently has voter ID. I support Measure B, which is the city flag policy, um, which is just government and military flags only, no special interests. And of course, Measure C, updating the city council vacancy policy, as well as adding a two-year budget instead of a one-year budget. And I absolutely strongly support agenda item number 14, standing in solidarity with Texas. <laughs> there have been eight to 10 million illegal, cross illegal crossings on the southern border in the last three years, coming from over 100 different countries. This is unsustainable. If you don't just get to walk into sovereign countries, Texas has every right to protect its border, and we should be doing the same. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, go ahead. Hi, Ann Palmer, Huntington Beach resident. I'm here to support the resolution for item number 14, and I'd like to speak about border security and why it matters to Huntington Beach. Border security is the number one issue um, in the country. It's overtaken economy. There is little a city and much less what individuals can do about border security or illegal immigration. Awareness is low, and there's some examples of what happens when you don't pay attention. Eagle Pass, Texas has a population of 30,000. In one week, they had over 10,000 illegal immigrants recently. That would be the equivalent to 66,000 people coming into Huntington Beach. And don't think that it can't happen in California. People are naive. From New York City to Martha's Vineyard to Chicago, even sanctuary cities have been overwhelmed. The role of city government is to protect its individuals and provide services. If you look at illegal immigration stats, it's very confusing, and I'm not gonna have time to go over this, but 50% say one side, 50% say another side, but the truth is, if there is more crime, it's incremental, so it's more crime. The impact on local economies is the most important thing. Long-term impact from the national economy is said to be insignificant. However, impacted local communities report major economic burdens, schools, education programs, fire and rescue services, infrastructure, housing, compliance, budget, and taxes, taxes, taxes. We have to support... 22, sorry, 20 seconds. Oh, 
We have to support border security and control illegal immigration. And if you think you're not compassionate enough, you need to support legal immigration. There are great organizations to do so. Uh, one is through our libraries. They have, it's not funny. Our libraries have citizenship and literacy programs. There is rescue.org. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, go ahead. Hi, Deb Janis, 44-year resident of Huntington Beach. Thank you, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, City Council, for allowing me to speak tonight. I want to speak quickly to voter fraud and why I think uh, voter ID is just the first part of the necessity if we're ever going to get back to some semblance of fair elections. So. Please I'm let not, her speak. I'm not going to go through Respectful. these in detail because I don't have time, but I went out and looked and searched for two days to find various cases of voter fraud that were actually tied with convictions, where people were found out, they were caught and convicted. This is one. This guy was getting homeless people not only to sign petitions, but to sign up to vote. Um, in the second one, this... Uh, Gustavo Lerma resides in Sacramento, but uh, you know he voted for over two decades as a different person. Um, he was finally caught. We have another guy who registered four of his dogs and his deceased father, and they all voted for five years. So you know, you guys might think this is funny, and you you know, it, oh, it doesn't go on in Huntington Beach. I see people post every day when they see posts about this voter ID. I see them post every day that they know somebody that got a ballot for a dead person, a person that doesn't live there. What happens to those ballots and how do you know they're not being cast? So that's my grievance. And finally, very quickly, Mayor Pro Tem Burns, thank you for uh, proposing to support Texas. We have a huge problem um, I read that sev over 75,000 people came in over the San Diego border from September to December. How many of them are headed this way? Thank, Thank you. you. Next speaker, go ahead. Good evening. My name is Kathy Carrick, and I'm a 49-year resident of Huntington Beach. It seems like we live in a time of an increasing lack of respect and civility. It's common to see video clips of people brutally beating others, of people smashing and grabbing stuff that doesn't belong to them, and of people generally just treating others disdainfully. There are some that come to this very podium, sometimes repeatedly, with their only goal being to denigrate the council members. Please, neighbors, can't we do better than this? All of us have things to do and schedules to keep. Of course, all voices are important, but to come only with hate and vitriol in your heart with no constructive ideas or solutions is simply a colossal waste of time. I, for one, would like to thank this council for their many accomplishments that include withdrawal from the disastrous Orange County Power Authority, welcoming back our amazing air show, putting in place many measures to help our small businesses and tightening and enforcing e-bike regulations, to name a few. There are some, of course, that disagree with the actions of this council, and that's okay. 
but could we do it in a more compassionate, more mature, and more productive way instead of in a way that is specifically designed to create division, dissension, and hostility? To accomplish great things, we must learn the art of clear and constructive communication. We must learn how to work cooperatively and with kindness and to listen with open minds. Please ponder these wise words of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who said, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Delane Bailey, 10-year resident of Huntington Beach. The electoral process is the cornerstone of self-governance and the preservation of our constitutional republic. The Election Integrity Project of California focuses on the voting process so that every lawfully cast vote is accurately counted. According to EIPCA, the California State Legislature has been working for the last 20 years to weaken the integrity of our election process. EIPCA has been clear and adamant since 2012 that an in-person vote is the safest vote that's at the polls on election day with no envelope turned in. Vote same day or the day before. The Election Integrity Project California recommends taking your ballot um, in person. A, a new law, AB 626, now gives you the right to avoid ballot marking devices or voting machines in casting your ballot. You may now submit the paper ballot you were mailed directly to the ballot box free of its return envelope. Don't turn in the envelope. To implement this process, the county must have an electronic poll book system or other way of verifying your voter status. Citizens demand an end to the machines, return to single day voting, in-person voting with voter ID, paper ballots hand counted and tallied on the same day, results same day. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening. My name is Luann Nichols Shoup. I am a fourth generation property owner. I and my son moved into my grandfather's house that he built in 1981. My son's a graduate of Huntington Beach High School. But eight years ago, he moved to Florida. He has not had a California license for eight years. He's a homeowner in Florida. He has a Florida license. He is a registered voter in Florida for the last four years. But yet, look at what I got. And I got this, and I got this, all for my son, and he's a registered voter in Florida. Now, all of you are concerned about costs. Over 700,000 people have left California in the last three years. How much is it costing the taxpayers to send out this stuff to people that do not live in California? And the best part is six weeks ago, he got a jury summons for Westminster Court. <laughs> Gotta love it. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. <laughs>
Honorable Mayor, Council and staff, my name is Patricia Pappas, 44-year resident. I'm here in support of Measure A, B, C, and the Texas Solidarity. Uh, a little bit on Measure A uh, regarding voter ID. Uh, back in 22, I volunteered at the Registrar of Voters Office to over, oversee, over, you know, to observe ballot processes, including voter verification. I have uh, three examples. First of all, there was a room full of people, a sea of people, to very verify signatures via computer screens and completed paper ballots. Um, I saw a worker spend some time attempting to verify the on-screen signature, and part of her research in, uh, included bringing up all the family members' names and looking at their signatures to see if she could find something that, <clears throat> that worked together. I watched workers copying and or filling in what happened, what appeared to be unused ballots. They were passing them, looking at a ballot and marking another ballot. Other verification methods, including, what, this is what they told me, uh, calling a voter at home, knocking on a voter's door if they couldn't verify, or mailing the ballot, the ballot back to the voter. Um, so I think that our process with A, would really help to avoid some of this cumbersome uh, work that was being done. Measure B supports the um, city's patriotic flag policy. Respectfully, uh, Council Kalmick wrote in this, um, in the information guide, that he, he said that the reason for this vote is against in, in B, is that it aims to prevent our city from displaying the pride flag. And I ask him, or everyone, why would we, I don't understand why we would display a flag that would promote someone's personal love life. I don't understand. Measure C. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next 10 speakers, please come on down. Urson Russell, Connie Boardman, Barbara Richardson, Pat Goodman, Catherine Goddard, Estica Hernandez, Brenda Glim, David Reinerson, Aaron Spivey, Karen Carroll. Okay, go ahead. Good evening, uh, Mayor Vandermark and Council members, Pat Goodman from Huntington Beach, and I'm here tonight to display a video that we have on the Vote no on measures A, B, C. If you don't want to show an ID, you're still welcome to mail in your ballots. This is just um, another option. We are not taking anything from anyone. This is just another option for those who feel they would like to do this. Some people might say an obstacle. Yes. Um, the last comment was that um, maybe we're putting up an obstacle to voters uh, with through Measure A. Um, so the message is for voters. I know we all try to read the ballot guides, and I think that uh, this year, especially, to read those statements 
by both sides and decide for yourself. And I'm confident that majority of the voters in Huntington Beach will vote no on ABC as a result of that. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, I'm Connie Boardman. I'm a former mayor and I was on the Huntington Beach City Council for eight years. And I'm urging the voters of Huntington Beach to vote no on measures A, B, and C. The Attorney General, the top law enforcement officer in the state, and the Secretary of State, the top elections official in our state, both wrote a letter to the City Council advising them that Measure A was inconsistent with state law, and if passed, they will take action, a lawsuit against the city. That's one good reason to vote no on Measure A. Why invite more lawsuits into the city? We also don't know the cost of this measure in taxpayer dollars to the city at a time when we're, the city will in the future be facing budget deficits. Two good reasons to vote no. B places the requirement of a unanimous vote by the council before any commemorative flags other than the Olympic flag can be flown from city facilities. The current charter has no policy and no issue that requires a unanimous vote. In my eight years on the city council, no issue ever came before us that required a unanimous vote. This is just a sneaky way to make it as hard as possible for future councils to not be able to fly the pride flag in June from city facilities. Intolerance does not belong in our charter. Please vote no on Measure B. C deserves a no vote because it gives the, ma the mayor the unilateral power to cancel a, a council meeting. It's just a power grab. The editorial board of the Orange County Register also urges a no vote on A, B, and C. I've attended a number of community gatherings to discuss these ballot measures. And something that comes up is people ask me, how can we vote to help the libraries? How can we vote to save the libraries? Unfortunately, there is no ballot measure on the ballot to reverse the book banning that four council members brought to Huntington Beach. However, want to send a message to the book banners? The same people... Thank you for coming. Next speaker. Go ahead. Barbara Richardson, 51-year resident. I urge all Huntington Beach voters to vote no on city charter measures A, B, and C March 5th. Measure A is voter ID for those who vote in person, which is only 18% of our residents. 82% of us are voting by mail. City staff has estimated that this measure will cost the city at least $1.3 to $1.5 million. Most likely, it will cost more. All this money spent for a mere 18%. City departments are currently facing budget cuts. What city services will be eliminated to fund Measure A should it pass? Vote no on A. Measure B is called the Patriotic Flag Measure, but what it really is is an attempt to permanently ban flying the pride flag. The city already has a pride flag ban. We don't need this in our city charter. Vote no on B. Measure C allows the council to call special meetings giving residents only 24 hours in advance notice. It also allows the mayor or the majority of council to eliminate scheduled council meetings. Do we want to really give any council, now or in the future, that much power? Vote no on C. Do what's best for the city. Vote no on all three. Vote no on city charter measures A, B, and C.
And please, I ask you, don't privatize our library. Let's leave our public library public. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. David Reinerson, 25-year resident. Let's look at the accomplishments of our new city council majority over the last year. Campaigning for more public input in government policy, yet disbanding all commissions and boards where public actually gives input, presiding over a mass exodus of city staff, overruling 60,000 households and 9,000 businesses by pulling Huntington Beach out of OCPA, demanding books that one council member finds offensive be segregated in our libraries, voting to have a citizen's commission to review any books to be placed in our libraries, but not having any qualifications for those commission members, canceling all observances such as Black History Month or Women's History Month and replacing them with their chosen observances, yet days later after press reporting, backtracking and blaming it on staff miscommunication, <laughs> launching suits against the state for requiring a housing element but not having a substantive alternative to proposal to offer, giving code for a $7 million settlement without a fight for an air show shutdown that HB was not responsible for and refusing to share the terms of the settlement with the public, campaigning for no charter changes, yet passing three charter change proposals at a cost of over $400,000, measure A requiring voter ID despite having no evidence of voter fraud, which would cost the city millions of dollars if implemented while reducing voter in election integrity and convenience, Measure B, banning flags that they don't like from being flown on city property and requiring a unanimous, unanimous vote of city council to change, undermining the existing democratic process. And measure C, which would let the mayor cancel city council meetings on a whim. In short, how can we summarize these accomplishments? Betraying their campaign promises, spending money we don't have to solve problems that don't exist, and ignoring the city business that citizens really care about. Vote no on measures A, B, and C. Thank you. Next speaker, go ahead. Can I start now? Mayor Vandermark, members of the city council and fellow concerned citizens. My name is Karen Carroll, 50 year resident of Huntington Beach and educator with the Huntington Beach Union High School District over 35 years. I want this city of which I have been so proud to stand as a model of reasonable civic function on behalf of residents. I have a number of concerns, but they collectively fall under a simple, easily understood umbrella statement, borrowed from the register headline. Stop the comic political theater and get back to addressing the real problems of the city. I am a realist and I know I can't make a dent and the ego satisfaction some are getting from their newfound celebrity. We've seen some politicians pursue their ambitions with unwarranted culture wars and outlandish disinformation. That this is happening here uh, is received international attention and uh, friends of mine in the UK have been rolling their eyes in sympathy. All I can do as an advocate, uh, along with a growing host of fellow um, residents, I could ask for a no vote on charter amendments, measures A, B, and C on the ballot. The voter identification idea is unnecessary because authentic procedures already in place. I will point out to the person whose son, um, that she got his ballot, that three of the 
fraud cases cited uh, were doing something similar, and they were all caught because of authentication procedures in place. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening. Catherine Goddard, a resident since the 1980s. And I'm here, you've heard us all discuss this so many different times, but I would ask for the public that is probably being able to listen to this on television, uh, the point out that these three measures, A, B, and C, have flaws in them. For, for one thing, all of them have been brought forward by a small group, the four on the majority side of the council, without public input. And so it was alleged by one of the, by the then mayor, that there might be voter fraud. And there might be, you've heard some examples tonight, anything as large as managing the voting for an entire city, let alone a nation, is bound to have a couple of problems. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but it has worked so well and never been challenged. And without any challenge at all, this is brought forward. The second part about the flag was brought forward at a time when the council, and the council has to this day the right to determine if any flag other than the flags of the nation, county, city, and, and uh, uh, military, any flag were to fly, they would vote. Not by majority, they would simply vote by, uh, they would vote by majority, not by com complete agreement to flag a different flag. So you already have that power. It was unnecessary to put this into the charter, which would require another citywide vote to change. And the third part about the uh, business of putting a two-year budget in together, if anyone watched what happened in the par earlier part of last year when the budget was approved, it was absolute chaos to follow exactly what was happening. And the bottom line is we ended up with getting a budget deficit projected for 25, 26. That exists today. We do not understand because of the lack of public input and transparency. We do not understand how things would be paid for if we were to go down the road. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Thank you. Next speaker. I'm Brenda Glenn. I want to first acknowledge Black History Month with the Black History Moment I had as a child in the 60s. At the Southern Baptist Church that my grandparents attended, Sunday school for kids always ended with the song, Jesus loves all the children, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. That day during the sermon, a black family came and sat in the back pew. The deacons escorted them out denying them the ability to attend service, thrown out of a church simply for the color of their skin. If Jesus arrived via our, via our border today, would he be denied entry? Letter of support for breaking federal law? That is what Texas is doing. So you are okay with humans being trapped by razor wire and drowning in the Rio Grande. That's some sick and depraved governing. Really hoping our city council isn't going to pull us, put our city in that category. We are already a laughingstock around the world. Let's not add cruel and inhumane. To Vandermark, McEwen, Burns, Strickland, and Gates, what are you hoping to get out of all this chaos you're creating? Fame? Political future? Money? 
What about a legacy? One, one that you bankrupted Huntington Beach, both morally and physically, fiscally, or one where you helped make it a diverse community where people want to live, work, and play. This past year has felt like an eternity, where the community I love has become a place where hatefulness, bigotry, threats, vandalism, and cheating are becoming more and more common. Let's take back our city by protecting what is good and right and work to stop Thank you for attack. coming. Okay. Next speak, next 10 speakers. Okay. okay, last call for Aaron Spivey, Urson Russell, and Estica Hernandez. The next 10 are Laura Sire, Carol Dawes, Melvin Sterling, Lucinda Mrooch, Buffy C, Sharon Saka, Kathy Ryder, Libby, Michael Craigs, and guest P. You can go you ahead. You can go ahead and start speaking. Okay. Good evening. I'm Carol Dawes, Huntington Beach resident for 29 years. I'd like to talk about transparency. Transparency in government is the foundation of democracy because it strengthens public trust. I'm concerned about the lack of transparency in our city government, and particularly with our conservative majority. Measure A is the best example. It's a complete bait and switch job. You use a, a, a nice phrase, election integrity, in your proposed charter change, but it leaves residents paying a hefty bill. You don't reveal the multi-million dollar price tag for this voting overhaul because you know it would anger voters a complete lack of transparency. There has also been no transparency for our public library this past year. There's currently an ongoing investigation to outsource our public library to a private for-profit corporation funded by a large East Coast private equity firm. Why are we in the dark about this? And regarding the 21-member volunteer library parent review board, you posted an application for volunteers told very few res residents about it back in January. Then you removed it, stating there was an error. But now, almost a month later, a new one hasn't replaced it. You state that library books in the teen and children's section will soon be relocated to an adult area with signs posted to keep teens from browsing through these books. Will you tell the public about this library policy? Or will teens working on school reports find that they can't check out Grapes of Wrath unless they bring mom or dad who will then provide parent consent. It's time for you to become more transparent with us. Be honest with us about what's involved in running local elections and relocating library books like Romeo and Juliet and Harry Potter, books with sexual content all being relocated. This, these Thank you book for banners, coming. Okay. Next speaker. My name is Melvin Sterling. I was previously the chair of emergency medicine at UCI. My mother was an immigrant from Germany. 
She got here and she produced me, a physician, and my brother, a policeman. I don't think that that was harmful to the United States of America. I speak strongly against solidarity with um, the opposition to Texas. Texas is view is unacceptable to a free people and harmful to our scientific community. I've been a researcher for many years, and I am appalled by this. And having attended this city council meeting innumerable times, I am appalled by the disregard that this city council pays to the testimony of the people who come down here to testify. Thank you. Next speaker. Truth. I'm a 35-year resident and homeowner. Huntington Beach is in financial crisis and cannot afford the logistical nightmare of a voting process overhaul. Ask yourselves why. Why does our city want to control elections? If this ballot measure passes, we will be sued. We will be dropped by the OC registrar because they cannot violate California law. This means we will literally have to create, from scratch, an entire voting infrastructure to the tune of unknown millions of dollars and then millions more every time there's an election. Let me ask you, who pays for the voting equipment? Who pays for the ballot pamphlets? Who pays to have them translated into different languages and into Braille? Who pays to print out the actual ballots? Who pays to set up the extra polling places? Who pays to make them ADA compliant? Who pays for the extra insurance in case someone falls while there? Who pays for the training of poll workers? Who pays for the salaries of the whole new vote admin team that will need to be hired and trained? Vote counters, signature verifiers, vote certification. Who pays for the new ballot drop boxes that we will have to buy, install, certify, and monitor with cameras and apparently um, council-appointed guards? Gracie actually said to avoid voter ID, they will still have mail-in voting. So what is the dang point of all of this? Who pays to track the ballots? Right now, each mail-in ballot gets tracked very well by the registrar. Who pays for all the software and the cybersecurity? Who pays if there is a recount? Who pays if the election is challenged in court? We do. The taxpayer pays for all of this. Vote no. Thank you. On this Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, Huntington Beach voter and homeowner since 1985. You know, the black history is American history. And beyond just writing the words on some calendar, how exactly will Huntington Beach acknowledge it? 
You see, black culture has influenced our music, our literature, our art, our sports, and many inventions, including the automatic elevator doors that I used just this evening when I came into this building. I've heard words like fiscal responsibility and small government used by some members of the city council multiple times to justify their votes. So how is the completely unknown and the anticipated use of massive amounts of our tax dollars to run our city elections both now and however far in the future considered fiscally responsible? How is creating an entire new level of city bureaucracy to run these city elections considered small government? What a bunch of hypocrites. And shame on you for even spending the $459,000 of our tax monies to put measures A, B, and C on the March ballot. You could have waited until November. That would have cost considerably less. We need $144 million to upgrade and repair our aging infrastructure. Your focus should be on our local issues, things that will improve and enhance the lives of those who live here in Huntington Beach. So to my fellow voters, it's time to vote no for measures A, B, and C. I will trust the current election process. Will you? Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening. Ballots will be arriving in your mailbox any day now. This is your chance to stop this rogue city council from wasting your hard-earned tax dollars on their frivolous culture war ballot measures. The right-leaning, well, a little bit more than leaning, Orange County Register Editorial Board has recommended a no vote on all these measures. They don't like it when cities waste taxpayer dollars. That's all these measures are, an enormous waste of money. That risks huge future spending cuts on the things you have come to enjoy in this city. Michael Gates has been posting on social media that the cost will be negligible, but that's not true. The only way that can be true is if they invoke the May part of the Measure A and never actually require voter ID. If that's the case, why did they spend almost $500,000 to put this on the ballot? Yeah. The impartial analysis says the cost cannot be precisely determined at this time. That's because this whole thing was rushed. If they had taken even a little more time, they could have used the data from Redondo Beach, a similarly sized charter city, to get a reasonable estimate of the cost. But the council majority didn't want to do that because they would have to tell you the exorbitant cost of their pet project. And let, remind, let me remind you, they rushed this to the ballot without providing that information, even though it won't go into effect until 2026. And many of you received a mailer today stating it doesn't cost anything to check ID. What the mailer leaves out is that the registrar isn't going to train all Orange County Vote Center workers to ask every voter throughout the county, are you from Huntington Beach? And then ask for an ID. That's only, and only ask for the ID from the Huntington Beach voters. That's why Huntington Beach is going to have to spend millions to run its own elections if voter ID requirements are to be implemented. And I'm wondering why Mrs. Shoup or her son hasn't notified the registrar that he left the state. That would have been simple. You could have saved all those mailings. Anyway, thank it's you. As for easy thank you. Good evening, Council. Uh, my name is Michael Craigs. I'm a seven year resident of Huntington Beach. Um, I'm wearing a hat tonight because I'm trying to hide the fact that I don't have gray hair. I was told I couldn't be part of Protect HB unless I was a senior citizen. 
Um, so I'm here representing um, the millennials. Um, I'm strongly opposed to all three charter amendments, A, B, and C. Um, I would like to remind everyone that this is not a Republican versus Democrat issue. This is a citywide issue. Your city services and infrastructure are on the line if these amendments are passed. During the recent budget review a few months ago, three, woo, three branches of our public library system were being threatened with closure. Not reduced hours, but doors closing. If Measure A is passed, and as a result, the city is forced to run our own municipal elections, again, Measure A does not cover presidential elections, only municipal elections. What would the cost to the city be if we had to run those elections? Would our libraries be shut down? What about our city infrastructure? What about the cleanliness of our beaches? If anyone has ever entered a restroom after a hot August summer day, on the beach, then you all know how important it is to make sure that those uh, areas of our city are funded properly. I would also like to point out, thank you, I would also like to point out the hypocrisy that's going on tonight. Mayor Vandermark, you've asked this side of the room to be quiet a few times, but every time that uh, someone up here that is opposed to these measures is speaking, you remain quiet, and I would like you to be impartial. No, that's true. And I'd like you to remain impartial on that and ask those uh, people when they speak out, interrupting us uh, to also be quiet. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Next speaker. Good evening. We have a video for you. They voted to spend nearly $500,000 to put these frivolous measures A, B, and C on the March ballot instead of only spending eighty dollars to $100,000 on the November ballot. What are they hiding? Why won't they tell you the cost? The new majority cannot supply a complete itemized cost of taking on HB's local election. Staff forecasted $1.2 to $1.6 million with more unknown expenses. It may cost millions of dollars to take over elections. $2 million, $3 million, $4 million, huge waste of taxpayer dollars. The new majority four plus our city attorney gave a $7 million settlement to a campaign crony in a lawsuit kept secret. Huge waste of taxpayer dollars. We can't afford to pay for an election. It's against California law to require voter ID. We won't even be able to afford to run the elections. How will we afford more lawsuits from the state? Only 15% of voters vote in person. 85% of Californians vote by mail-in ballot. OC Registrar of Voters verifies signatures on all mail-in ballots. There is no election fraud in OC, so why spend millions of dollars on HB elections for 15% of the votes? Those millions of dollars can be better spent. Let's protect what we love about Huntington Beach. go to www.protecthb.org and you can sign up to go to our tour of the OC register. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Next speaker. How's, how's it going? Thank you everybody for uh, showing up today. My name is uh, uh, Jimmy Pham. I'm a, a candidate for State Assembly District 70 uh, for this upcoming election. 
I um, am also uh, an immigration attorney by day. Um, I heard about uh, some of the stuff going on in Huntington Beach. I'm actually a, a resident of Westminster, but it takes a lot to bring me across uh, city lines to come over to the city council race. Um, basically, what I saw was this. Um, I read some of the uh, things coming up on the city council race. I really want to talk uh, to this, um, this statement of solidarity that's come up uh, with the uh, 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 state of Texas. Um, you know, um, my opinion is that as a federal immigration attorney, we leave this issue to the federal government to deal with. Uh, we should not be um, we should not be really getting involved in this as a as a local government. There's a lot of other issues we have to deal with: retail theft, smash and grabs, local businesses helping them out, homelessness, a big time problem in the city of Westminster. We have the Be Well trucks. I know they're here as well in Huntington Beach. Let's focus on the issues that the local government should do, and let's kind of step away from something that's not really in our jurisdiction or control. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello, City Council. This is Dom Jones. Hello, guys. How are you? You doing good out there? So I am Dom Jones. I'm running for State Assembly for District 72, and that includes Huntington Beach. I'm proud to represent. And I want to address some of the measures that have been talked about. While the pursuit of election security in reference to Measure A is paramount, we need to not overlook the existing robust measures in place overseen by our Orange County Registrar of Voters that was shown on the video. Implementing all these additional requirements risks undermining the efficiency and the integrity of our electoral process, potentially burdening our city with unnecessary cost and logistical challenges. Turning to Measure B, I wholeheartedly embrace the sentiment behind honoring our national symbols. However, the exclusive focus on certain flags risks excluding the rich tapestry of cultures and identities that make up our vibrant community. We must strive for inclusivity and representation that reflects the diversity of Huntington Beach, ensuring that all residents feel valued and respected. Lastly, Measure 6. It proposes to change our budgeting process and council appointments. While the intentions may be noble, we must exercise caution in enshrining these changes into our city charter without thorough analysis and consideration of their long-term impacts. We shouldn't rush into decisions that may have unforeseen consequences, but rather engage in thoughtful deliberation for the betterment of our city. I stand before you as someone who's a minister, as someone who uh, runs nonprofits, who's a business owner, who really connects to all people in all groups in all languages and nationalities. And what I am seeing taking place in Huntington Beach makes my heart sad. We need to do better. We do need to stop the power grabs. We do need to work together. And we need to recognize that division gets us nowhere. Fear gets us nowhere. The more you incite fear, the more or you bring upon yourself more violence, more hatred, and more atrocity. So I, ho I always say this, may love be the conquering thing. Thank you. Okay. Last call for Laura Sire, Lucinda Mruch, and Sharon Saka. Then I'm calling the next 10. Linda Moon, Paula Schaefer, Cooper C., Joe S., Daniel Trotta, Meg Robinson, Don Kennedy, Chad Williams, Butch Twining.
You can go ahead and start. Linda Moon, 50-year resident. Measures A, B, and C are examples of sloppily created legislation rushed into onto the ballot with little research or disclosure of the ramifications of passage and sold to the voters with a campaign of disinformation and lies. Measure A has nothing to do with restoring integrity of our elections. Orange County's elections are secure and offer voting opportunities over 29 days by mail or ballot box and at voting centers throughout Orange County for over, 11, for over an 11 day period. This will continue if Measure A is passed, but ballots will no longer include city races. City elections will be conducted separately in a manner yet to be disclosed at a cost yet to be determined, but estimated to be several million dollars by staff yet to be hired with equipment not even contemplated and with procedures yet to be conceived. Major cuts to city services will be required to fund an election bureaucracy run by amateurs. Make no mistake, Measure A is about voter suppression, not voter integrity. Measure B is not at all about patriotism. Nobody ever suggested not flying our government flags, and city councils have always had the ability to honor military or veterans or any other group or event that the majority voted to recognize. There's no reason other than bigotry and hate to remove by charter the council's ability to authorize flags and banners honoring whatever is appropriate at the time. Did you know that there's a multicolored flag honoring first responders? Displaying that flag would be illegal pursuant to Measure B. Measure C jumbles multiple issues together that should be decided separately. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Paula Schaefer. I'm a resident of Huntington Beach, and I have been since the early 1990s. I encourage each one of you on the city council and everyone listening and everyone watching to vote no on Measure B. I'm going to quote the Orange County Register uh, the editorial which says, vote no on all three to encourage the council to get back to governing rather than political theater. I'm not so optimistic as the register is because I don't think you've been governing. I think it's been all political theater. The city council members who have proposed this measure, Measure B, are catering to the mega voters who fear folks who don't look or act just like them. This measure claims to be about fostering patriotism and fighting back against divisiveness. However, it's completely unnecessary. You already have an ordinance that talks about, about flags, but apparently that wasn't onerous enough, and you perhaps had to have it amended because you forgot a flag. So you have this ballot measure, and the ballot measure requires a unanimous vote. I mean, nothing else in the city charter requires a unanimous vote except this. And so if somebody wants to make a change, it's either a unanimous vote, which sometimes doesn't happen, or it's another costly ballot measure. And let's talk about the cost. You push this on the, on the ballot for March, which everyone has explained has cost a lot of money, and then you don't even have enough background, you don't even have enough data to answer the basic question, what is this going to cost? And you say, well, we don't know yet. Well, it's not going to cost very much. Well, if you don't know, you can't say it isn't going to cost very much. So 
the arguments in favor of this ballot measure are completely disingenuous. So no cost provided, no cost estimates have been provided, not even guesstimates. And once again, I just urge everyone to vote no on A, B, and C. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, Mayor, City Council. Uh, a couple of side notes real quick. For Mr. Sterling up there, the silent majority, we testify at the ballot box. Uh, for the other gentlemen that list off sarcastically the uh, accomplishments of the Fab Four, that's why they got elected by a landslide, because we like that kind of stuff. Good evening. Good evening to uh, everyone here. It's no surprise Kalmick and company stand in opposition of Texas' effort to secure the border uh, from the overwhelming in, uh, invasion. Of course, true Americans stand with and unified with Texas, but everyone except the left uh, wants a secure nation. HB stands with your resolution. The left tells us our border is secure. That's the same left that tells us our elections are secure. So ask yourself, is our border secure? I don't think so. So I encourage everybody to vote yes on Measure A. Voter integrity, secure elections, increased polling uh, locations, just show an ID. The left state is going to cost millions and it'll be two elections. That's simply false. You want secure elections, vote yes on A. Tell your friends. I encourage everybody to vote yes on Measure B. Let's codify the uh, flag ordinance passed by our city council. This keeps identity politics off our flagpoles. So let's celebrate the unification of the great American flag, the most unifying symbol in the world. Vote yes on Measure B. Tell your friends. The radical left by led by Calvin, Moser, and Bolton can't talk about fiscal responsibility. They don't spend money like it's their own. To you financial fiscal actuaries up there, I'm sure you're aware that the previous council by Bolton, Kalmick, Moser, Carr, they usurped our voice. They cost us $25 million in property taxes. I never heard a peep out of anybody. Well, the state wants their taxes. Wait till the uh, residents in those projects find out the word possessory tax. They may be paying for that. So let's stop talking about budget deficits. The left, you created those. Our Thank you. Thank you, Speaker. Go ahead. Good evening. Good e oh, wait a minute. Is this thing? Okay. Good evening, everybody. My name is Butch Twining. I'm a 58-year resident of uh, Huntington Beach. Uh, I want to speak tonight uh, on a couple things. First, uh, reference to agenda item 24101. I'm in full support of our city standing in solidarity with the state of Texas. Ensuring the integrity of a Texas border is crucial to national security. Stop drug trafficking, child sex trafficking, crime, violence. In fiscal year 23, uh, this administration has allowed uh, 7.5 million illegal immigrants uh, who were encountered at the uh, who were encountered at the border. 1.7 known getaways that we know of. This level of illegal immigration is unsustainable and dangerous. Fortunately, Texas has stepped up to protect the rest of us from our enemies. 43,000 Russians, 24,000 Chinese. 150 Middle Easterners who are on our terror watch list, 598 known gang members, uh, 100, uh, wait a minute, excuse me, 178 MS-13 gang members. CBP has seized over 27,000 pounds of fentanyl, enough to kill every single person on the face of the earth. 
the Biden administration has clearly violated the Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, which guarantees each state protection and guarantees a Republican form of government, arguing that the federal government's failure to enforce immigration laws and secure border constitutes a violation of these constitutional provisions. Somebody had to do something. Thank you, Texas. And Huntington Beach stands with you. Changing gears. How much time do I got? 14 seconds. Let me go to C. I, I'm in, in total support of C because it will prevent things like, with all due respect, Rhonda Bolton getting three and a half years on the city council. Uh, that's not going to happen anymore if we pass C. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Next speaker. It was John Adams that once famously said, your generation will never know how much it costs my generation to preserve your freedoms. He says, I hope you will make good use of it. For if you do not, I shall repent from heaven that I went through half the pain I did to preserve it. And it was Benjamin Franklin that called it a republic. If you can keep it. If you can keep it being the key words there. Because it is going to take active participation, virtue. It's going to take vigor. It's going to take we, the people, getting involved to preserve these freedoms that we hang on to. And as we speak right now on the southern border... There is an invasion taking place. Just last December alone, 250,000 people agents had apprehended. That is, think about that. How many people live in the, the city of Huntington Beach? That's the size of our city. And yet we have gentlemen like Dan Kalmick over here writing against the solidarity with Texas resolution, saying basically this is a waste of our time. Why don't you say that to the New York police officers if you think it doesn't touch outside of that place? What about all the criminals? What about all the terrorists, the rapists that come across the border? So this is a very real issue. But he doesn't take it seriously. Instead, he asks, well, what are we doing about the unhoused out on the streets? Well, this is something that would actually do something about all the fentanyl hitting our streets. And so this is a very real issue, Mr. Dan Kalmick. And unlike last time, when there's a resolution to stand in solidarity with Israel and condemn the actions of Hamas, you were not a real person because in front of everyone, you said, I. You said, yes, I will vote in favor of standing in, in solidarity. What do we have behind here? You're one person on the outside, but behind closed doors, you refuse to sign it, along with your comrades over here. And so you're a certain person on the outside, but underneath it all, it is very different. If you three won't sign it, I know three people who will, Don Kennedy, Butch Twining, and myself. And so we have an opportunity to rescue the nation in November, to rescue this city. It's going to be 7-0, and hey. these three have got to go. Stop it. Okay. Okay, guys, stop. Okay, okay. We need to try to get out of here before midnight, so please be respectful so everyone gets a chance to speak and we can get to city business. Thank you. Next 10 speakers, please. There's a lady coming up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That's right. Good evening. My name is Joanne Arvizu. I'm a 49-year resident of Huntington Beach, and I'd like to share a video. 
Huntington Beach's conservative city council once again diving into the culture We're expecting a jam-packed meeting at the Huntington, the Huntington Beach City, Beach city council, council tonight. Set for a debate. Although this morning, the Huntington Beach City Council has approved a new ordinance. There's a ballot measure in Huntington Beach that aims to boost voter security through ID requirements and the monitoring of ballot drop-off sites. Strickland, Gracie, Burns, and McKeon all campaigned on no changes to the city charter, but lied to us. Why not move all of these to November, give our voters a much higher turnout, and save this 400000 something odd dollars? We've been talking about the challenges within our budgets. We already have our elections run by a stellar organization who has proven that we have very safe elections. It's very unlikely that the OC registrar would change their voter ID system just for Huntington Beach residents. If we were the ones to take this over, we don't even know the dollar amount that it would cost. According to the city attorney's own impartial analysis, it will increase the city's election-related costs in an amount that cannot be precisely determined at this time. Here we are talking about trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist and spend our taxpayers' money on that problem. Why? The city would have to purchase its own voting machines, maintain and store them. And what's that going to cost? They'd have to hire election personnel and train them. And what's that going to cost? They'd have to pay for additional polling locations, as well as counting and certifying the city election results and many other expenses. What could possibly go wrong? So what services would be cut to pay for the city-run election? This is going to have long-standing ramifications to our community, to our city, to our infrastructure. We had our libraries potentially on the line. I would prefer that my tax dollars go towards city services, such as increased hours for our libraries, improving our streets, and work on the city budget Homelessness. Vote no on measures A, B, Thank and you. C. Last call for Cooper C, Joe S, Daniel Trotta, and Meg Robinson. The next speakers are Cindy, Diane Bentley, Paul Horgan, Avery Counts, Jeff LeBeau, Lynn Deekers, Kathy McGuire, Rick Brown, Larry Slonan. You can go ahead. My name is Diane Bentley, and I'm a 23-year resident of Huntington Beach. The citizens of Huntington Beach elect people to manage the needs of the city and to thoughtfully utilize the taxpayer dollars that we entrust to them. You work for us, but it seems like you're not listening to us. Instead, you have forced three proposed charter changes onto the March ballot without any apparent consideration of the enormous cost to taxpayers. It is apparent that Measure A would force the city to spend millions of dollars to run our elections, but the council majority has initiated this effort with no attempt at a cost analysis. It is the height of irresponsibility and extremely insulting to HB citizens to foist this ill-conceived initiative on us without a thorough cost analysis so that HB citizens can make effective decisions. This measure threatens the city's ability to pay for much-needed repairs to city infrastructure and to fund the parks, libraries, and other services that we have come to rely on. How dare you put at risk the well-being of HB citizens by frittering away our tax dollars on unnecessary and divisive endeavors like ballot measures A, B, and C. 
I urge HB citizens to vote no on A, B, and C. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, uh, uh, Mayor, Mayor and Council. My name is Paul Horgan. I'm a Huntington Beach resident. I'm, I'm following that speaker. I urge you also to vote no on A, B, and C. By the way, A, uh, confusingly, is also known as Ballot Amendment 1, to which I will refer in my comments. Um, so I was concerned, obviously, about this, and I decided to, early on to check out this issue of the Charter Amendment and voter fraud. So on January 10, 2024, I uh, processed a public records request with the city, and that, city, that request asked for all records which describes the instances of confirmed or suspected instances of voter fraud in Huntington Beach relative to any federal, state, or local election since November 5, 2020. The city's response to that was, there are no responsive records. So I'm puzzled by the claims that I've heard. I know they're in good faith, but there is no voter fraud that's been discussed that I'm aware of at Huntington Beach, and the city hasn't found any either. Um, then, uh, relative to the issue of the cost of the election, which other speakers have referred to, um, in January, the county published a voter registration guide and included an impartial analysis uh, authored by the Huntington Beach City Attorney. I would, it it uh, talk, talks about how costs cannot be precisely determined. I can read it in its entirety. The, the election will increase the city's election-related costs to an ex, in an amount that cannot be precisely determined. Well, I didn't think that was too much help with respect to the city attorney. So I decided that uh, there would be a, uh, I would include in my public records request a, the, something relative to the costs. So I, process, I present, presented that to the city and asked for all Huntington Beach studies or records which otherwise relate to the anticipated cost of the proposed municipal election, which is a subject of Charter Amendment 1. Again, consistently, the city responded, by the way, Thank you for coming. Next speaker. Council, my name is Jeff LeBeau. I'm a 38-year resident and homeowner and taxpayer. Council, I have two topics to discuss with you this evening. In honor of Black History Month, I want to share a statement from Martin Luther King, one of our greatest Americans. MLK stated that there are three sicknesses and evils of our society. One is racism, two is excessive materialism, and the third is, is, is militarism. And I share that with you in relation to Amendment B, which appears to be hastily authored to assure that the pride flag will not be flown from the ci any city property. In the city council majority's desire to exclude the inclusion of gay residents from recognition, you have actually created a mechanism requiring unanimity for all future council people. In the future, there may be a council member who, does, who objects to militarism and will then remove all of the service flags and the POW flags and the MIA flag because it just isn't part of their value system. You've created that mechanism. Okay, the second topic to you is the motion to represent the city's support of the illegal use of razor wire placed in the Rio Grande uh, River by Texas to inflict harm on people seeking a better life for their families. Okay, 
This is deadly obstacle, which the, which the conservative Supreme Court has ruled against, against having it. And a couple of weeks ago, two, a mother and two children died attempting to safely enter our, 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 our country. There's blood in the Rio Grande. The saddest thing is you've let your politics trump your humanity. Thank you for coming. Next speaker. My name is Lynn Deekers. I'd like to address item eight. As most of us know, participation in our local 2022 election was quite low. I'm very concerned that the current block of four council members do not accurately represent many of the views taken by the wonderful, welcoming community I have called home for 44 years. I take issue with the lack of representation I now have on the vast number of committees and boards of our city. Of the appointments to committees made by our new mayor, Natalie Mosier and Rhonda Bolton have two appointments, both to the same committees. That is the extent of my representation. Four council members who do not represent my views are on the other 32 committees and boards. This is not fair rep representation of our city's diverse population and is most concerning to me and a large number of my neighbors and friends who love Huntington Beach. Madam Mayor, I urge you to reconsider your appointments to provide a more balanced reputation of the Huntington Beach population you serve. Please be open to more than just your personal views. And speaking of personal views, I oppose Mayor Pro Tem Burns' recommendation, item number 14, of a solidarity statement regarding border issues in the state of Texas. It is not the place of my city council representing citizens like me to fight with the federal government. I urge you all to get to the work on the important business of running this beautiful city that we all call home. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Larry Slonim, and I'm here with my wife, Susan, and we're addressing the agenda item 24101, having to do with a solidarity statement or statement of solidarity to Texas. As residents of the city of Huntington Beach for over 44 years, my wife and I are expressing our absolute objection to signing and or sending to the governor of Texas the proposed statement of solidarity with Texas that we surmise was designed by the city council majority. We do not support it. We do not support that statement nor any similar statements and developments that may evolve from it, whether by minimum majority vote or consent of the city council or as deemed otherwise by any of this city's elected officials. Such distinctive political and partisan statements are not in our city's best interest, regardless of its purported righteousness. Further, it is in the direct contradiction to the last sentence written in the statement itself that says, as governing bodies and respecting the rights of all citizens. The four council members that constitute the current majority 
are not responsibly representing us here, nor are they reflecting the due consideration in the interests of thousands of citizens and registered voters in the city of Huntington Beach. And as has been expressed by many of the people that have come up to the podium before me, uh, 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 expressing their objection and wanting to vote no on amendments A, B, and C. It's, it, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. You guys are just not reflecting all of this city's voters. You are, re you are ignoring them, or, or if not ignoring them, you're disregarding them unfairly, and we feel a part of that, and it's coming back across. So, you know, vote no on this agenda mm -hmm. item, and vote no on charter amendments A, B, and C. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Good evening, Mayor Vandermark and City Council members. I want to hear to support uh, item 14, Statement of Solidarity with Texas, and the Charter Amendment A, in-person voter ID. Why support Texas, you might ask? Well, since 2021, over 10 million illegal immigrants have poured into the United States. That's an all-time high and is crushing our country. When President Trump was in office, the border crossings were at a 45-year low. Fiscal 2023, the Custom Border Patrol, including air and marine operations, seized 21,293 pounds of fentanyl, which is enough to kill 6 billion people. Custom Border Patrol arrests were 335,000 illegal aliens and criminal convictions nationwide, including 598 known gang members. 295 illegal aliens on terrorist watch list have been apprehended at the border, and that's just 10% of what's coming through on a, on, a, on, a, on a monthly basis. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol sources have confirmed over 1.7 known getaways at the south, uh, southwest border. Immigration crisis is the number one issue to American voters across the country. California, if you think this doesn't affect Huntington Beach, California has just recently offered health insurance to undocumented immigrants, starting with 700,000 adults between the ages of 26 and 49, which are now el eligible for Medicare benefits. The estimated cost is $4 billion, and this is a state that is, has almost $68 billion deficit. Supporting Texas, with the support of 25 other American, uh, America's governors, will step up and protect our nation's catastrophe, which Biden has created by this open border policy. You asked about a voter ID. Well, you have to show it at the banks, you have to show it at airports. When you're driving your car, you have to show your ID, and when you're applying for a job. Key takeaways. Voters across all demographics support voter IDs virtually in every poll by almost 80%. This is typically includes most 60... Thank you for coming. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi. Good evening. My name is Kathy McGuire. For weeks, my fellow citizens have been getting up here and saying that charter amendments A, B, and C are a waste of money. And I agree. It cost over $400,000 just to put them on the ballot. Money is finite. Where did that money come from? I looked at the budget which you passed last June, and here are some of the cuts that were made. Reduce various public works contracts and maintenance budgets. Staff said this would result in higher long-term costs and increased liability exposure and emergency repairs, cost $46,000. Reduced contract sign and lighting maintenance. 
Staff said again, this would result in higher long-term costs, increased liability, emergency repairs, $62,000. Eliminate the expansion of swimming lessons in the city. So fewer swimming lessons for our kids, $138,000. Terminate the ice rink contract, 15,000 fewer tourists visiting our downtown area during the off-peak season, bringing money, $157,000. Eliminate the community cafe forum, so no more getting to meet and interact with your fellow Huntington Beach citizens, $35,000 totaling over $440,000. So this is what we lost just to put these wasteful amendments on the ballot. I think these and the other cuts will really degrade, sorry, these and other cuts will really degrade the quality of life in Huntington Beach. To me, it feels like the majority of four don't care about the quality of life in Huntington Beach. It feels like they see Huntington Beach as their own personal piggy bank to shake out the money and spend it on the goodies in their wish life. Let's not be their piggy bank. Vote no on A, B, and C. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. You can go ahead. My name's Cindy Huntington Beach Voter. Mr. Burns, do you remember uh, a couple meetings ago, might have been the last meeting, it was late into the night, when you sat there and talked about how important the Constitution is and how every person should read the Constitution and how so many people haven't read the Constitution. Do you recall that? Because I do, and I stayed that night till the very end of the meeting. And then you come tonight with this proposal. Let me share with you about Article Three of the Constitution. It establishes the federal judiciary Article 3 states that the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court. How can you sit there and say the Constitution is so important and then come with a measure that speaks directly against the vote of the Supreme Court? It just doesn't make sense. Furthermore, if the GOP was really interested in solving the borders uh, issue, which no immigration uh, measure, not one immigration measure was passed under the former president. They, if the GOP really supported it, they would vote in the measure that is currently before the Congress. <laughs> to the woman that came up here and spoke about her son that left the area eight years ago and I guess failed to turn in a change of address card, it sounds to me as if when you collect a ballot like that, you're really participating in what some people would describe as voter fraud. And I would like to recommend that if you're really interested in saving this county money, you would make a phone call and turn in that change of address. <clears throat> Lastly, the County Registrar of Voters participates in a system that cancels any vote that is duplicately cast in another county. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we're getting there. Um, last call for Avery Counts. The next group, Janet Jacobs, Russ Neal, Ken Inouye, Debbie Cook, Tom McGrath, Jaden, Flossie Horgan, Carrie Thomas, Dominic McGee, 
and Brandy Deso Wertheimer. Well, they did. You ready? Yes, go ahead. Thank you. My name is Debbie Cook. Uh, most local elections in the U.S. are nonpartisan. Two-thirds of the country and over 90% of Western states have nonpartisan local elections. Have you ever wondered why, when we could be as dysfunctional as Congress, we're set up this way? Well, it came about around the turn of the 19th century when party bosses were corrupting cities like Chicago and New York. It was an attempt to insulate local elections from national party politics to make local government more businesslike and less political. When local governments succumb to the contagion of national politics, they serve to distract constituents, divide them, stir up negative feelings about government, pit neighbor against neighbor, and the net result never serves the local community. Personally, I'm tired of the drama we face everywhere. I've deleted Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I even deleted Nextdoor because the trolls have taken over. I can't be alone in the feeling this way. I think it's reflected in why there are so many of us who have registered as declined a state. In 1962, it was just 3% of Californians. Today, it's 22%. The Public Policy Institute says these independents are more likely to be moderates. I say we're tired of the drama. I think it's safe to say that when it comes to local government, the majority of citizens are interested in the delivery of local services, and that's what, where I urge you to turn your focus. Let's leave the drama to the partisan hacks, and let's all vote against A, B, and C. It stands for A, Big Con. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Go ahead. Good evening. My name is Tom McGrath, and I'm going to get a little off topic here. Um, I'm an independent candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives. I'm running for Congress to fix short-sighted laws and policies that do not consider the long-term well-being of today's youth and uh, future generations. Three primary issues are the federal debt, climate change, and health care costs. The current federal debt is $34 trillion and growing rapidly. We are on a path to over $150 trillion in 2053, at which point over one in three tax dollars will be required just to service the debt. Climate change, 2023 was the hottest year on record and it's only going to get hotter. Unless we address climate change, we will burden further future generations with high costs, lower economic growth and social disruption. Healthcare, compared to peer countries such as England, France and Germany, the United States spends by far the most money and generally has the worst healthcare outcomes. We can do better. Unless we fix these problems now, they will only get bigger and we will pass them on to our kids and our grandkids and that would be wrong. The United States certainly has the capacity to fix these problems, but there has to be political will. Today's Congress is not addressing the federal debt, climate change, health care, or much of anything. They just passed a stopgap spending measure through March for a budget that should have been passed last September. So there will not be a budget for at least half of fiscal year 2024. Congress is not doing its number one job. It's time for some nonpartisan representation that actually wants to work. My background is engineering and problem solving. If elected, I will work to develop effective legislation and policies that prioritize economic responsibility, um, to ensure the prosperity and well-being of future generations. 
Uh, my website is www.thomaspmcgrath.com. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, Honorable Mayor, members of the City Council. My name is Kenny Noe. I'm a 50-year resident of Huntington Beach. At this time, I would like to make a few comments regarding the financial health of our city. As we enter the new year, Huntington Beach has unfunded liabilities of almost $200 million. In addition, the city may be required to borrow millions of dollars in order to require the funds necessary to replace the city's aging infrastructure. To make matters worse, the current budget for the four years ending June 30, 2028, projects a deficit of almost $24 million, which the city is trying to reduce by means of increasing revenues. In spite of these financial challenges, the council majority has made the following decisions, which put an additional financial burden on our city. The council majority approved a controversial settlement with the airshow promoter. They failed to pass a housing, housing element. And more recently, they proposed a charter amendment to require voter ID, which could in itself cost the city millions of dollars to implement. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a financial crisis. And I would encourage all of you on the city council to adopt policies and issues which affect the quality of life for people in this city. In short, let's adopt policies which can make Huntington Beach proud again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Janet Jacobs, and I've been a resident and homeowner of Huntington Beach for about 40 years. And I want to thank the four council people and Michael Gates for the work you're doing to improve our city. I'm here to support measure A and B, amending the charter to protect our flag policy so that we don't have to spend tax dollars to review it over and over as we get a new council. These flags stand for each and every citizen, period. Regarding the voter ID, I'm requesting that my vote be protected by implementing ID requirements. The current system of mailing ballots to every household is asking for trouble. We need election integrity with our precious vote. Recently, the Registrar of Voters Office said that the DMV has a glitch in their system and, and causing errors in many registration records. So, my gosh, what more proof do we need that the mail ballots are inaccurate? I highly suggest that every single citizen go online to check the accuracy of your chosen party and your information. These days, doctor's offices, utility offices, and some merchants always require I ID. Mm -hmm. And just yesterday, I was at the market, and they asked me for my ID. Um, it's insane that we show it to these different companies, but when it comes to exercising our God-given American right to vote in our city and country, we don't ask for it. It's more accurate and efficient to run our own poll sites as we did years ago. This is nothing new. That's why there's 36 states in our nation that have voter ID and they request some type of ID for this reason. I also support us to stand with Texas. We have a problem here in California also and it's only going to get worse. It's been found that TikTok, the app TikTok, has complete instructions. Thank on you how for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
Next speaker. All right. Uh, good evening, Mayor Vandermark and council members. My name is Russell Neal, and I live in Huntington Beach. I would like to speak in favor of our Mayor Pro Tem's agenda item 14, asking the city of Huntington Beach to stand in solidarity with the state of Texas in its determination to protect its borders and its citizens from an invasion orchestrated by the Biden administration. The statement, the statement asks if the destruction of the United States is the goal of the Biden administration. I don't think there is any if about it. Huntington Beach's resistance to state overreach and Texas doing the job Washington refuses to do are examples of why our constitutions recognize the legitimate power of state and local governments. Texas and Huntington Beach are fighting the same battle. And this statement of solidarity is exactly what is needed. I am proud to stand with this council majority and with the great state of Texas, along with the majority of the states in this country. And I urge a unanimous vote in favor of the statement of solidarity. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, Mayor Gracie, Mayor Brotem Burns, and City Council members. Today I stand before you as a youth resident of HB to support an agenda item of utmost importance, item 14. This agenda calls upon us to express our support for Texas in its efforts to ensure the safety and security of its borders and the rest of the United States. As representatives of our community, it is our duty to stand in solidarity with our fellow states and support initiatives that prioritize the safety and well-being of the citizens of the United States and Texas. The issue of border security is not one to be taken lightly. It affects not only the states directly involved, but also has far-reaching implications for the entire nation. We must recognize the importance of main maintaining secure borders, not just for the sake of Texas, but for the integrity and sovereignty of our nation. By adopting and signing this statement of solidarity, we reaffirm our commitment to supporting our fellow states in their efforts to address border security concerns. We send a clear message that we stand united in the face of challenges and are ready to offer our support however we can. Furthermore, the statement serves as a reminder of the values that unite us as a nation, values of security, unity, and compassion. It is a testament to our commitment to upholding these values and ensuring that all Americans can live in safe, safety and peace. In conclusion, I urge the rest of the city council members to join Pat and I in supporting the statement of solidarity with Texas. Let us show our support for our fellow states and reaffirm our commitment to the safety and security of our nation again, just how it was in 2020. One more thing, I have a quote by Mosier, which goes with the charter amendment changes. She said, Campaign promises are different than governing with legal constraints, end quote. So why are you three nodding your heads or humming when someone calls the majority a liar? Thank you. Thank you. 
Next speaker. Go okay, ahead. then. Um, uh, my name is Flossie Horgan. I live in Huntington Beach for a long time. And uh, this is something. I mean, th this city council, you have lots of issues on your plate. But uh, one of the ones that I'm wondering about specifically tonight is this, the chief financial officer of the city states that the cost to take over running the municipal elections for the city would be 1.3 to 1.5 million dollars. Okay, 1.3 to 1.5 million dollars to take over running the election, municipal elections. Why would we do that? Thank you. Well, it's been a long time since I've been down here to speak to the city council. And I have to say that years ago, when I moved to Huntington Beach in 1976, we kind of had a deplorable city council. And it's happened again. I cannot understand why these people here are doing this to our city. The only people on this council who have ever listened to issues that, that support what the citizens want is Natalie Mosier. I don't know this lady here, but I know Dan, uh, Dan McCal uh, Kalmick, and um, I trust them. I do not trust these people who I have no idea what their agenda is, other than I feel they have hate in their hearts, and I feel they are not representing the city of Huntington Beach or its, its um, people who live here, the, the, the um, uh, homeowners. So please, please, don't hang out with the Oath Keepers. Don't, don't create division amongst the, the people who live here. Be fair with people. Be honest. Be forthcoming. D don't have hidden agendas. I mean, I don't want to call you a disgrace because I know your name is Grace. And I don't want to call It's Griselda, actually. Thank you. Disgraceful. But please, do your job and pay attention to what these people are asking for. And Texas has nothing to do with the with, uh, city of Huntington Beach. If Texas hadn't sent their people to other states, they wouldn't be having that problem either. So please, let's just do your job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The last call for Brandy Deso Wertheimer and Dominic McGee. The next group... Bethany Webb. Sorry about that. Wendy Rincon, Amory Hansen, Susan Hart, Tim Geddes, Mark Tonkovich, Larry Slonin. Oh, no, Larry already spoke. John Carcer, D. Boyce, Matthew, and Neil. Come on down. First speaker, go ahead. Bethany Webb, 45 plus year Huntington Beach resident. So I want to talk first about, well, let's just start with the um, A, B, and C. A is going to cost us money. I, Mr. Gates is not here. I've asked repeatedly if he would uh, furnish any proof of any voter fraud in 20 years. We had a gentleman that was talking here that got a response back, 
There is none. We know there is no voter fraud. This month, I get to put my property tax check in the mail. And the idea that that is being wasted on an unnecessary, divisive way to get to meat oh. for your base. Robin? Could you just stop her time for a sec? We did stop her time. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You can continue. Okay, so item 14, um, standing with Texas. Let's understand something. There is a bill right now in Congress that um, was authored by a conservative Republican that would actually do take care of the border, and no Republicans, no MAGAs, no maggots will vote for it because you don't want the border fixed. What you want is to, to divide us. Huntington Beach doesn't stand with Texas. Huntington Beach stands with California, our state, our beautiful blue state. And if there's so much voter fraud, what I'd like to know is how come we have Four, five fascists on the city council. How did you get through the voter fraud if there was? We know there isn't voter fraud in Huntington Beach. You can't prove it. You're wasting our money and you are going against the very Constitution and the Trump appointment. Your time's up. Thank you. Wendy Rencon, 50 year resident. How many cases of voter fraud have been prosecuted in HB or Orange County? Zero. None. The agenda item number 14. You want to stand with a state that is working against federal law enforcement. Law enforcement. You all respect the law, but you don't want to stand with federal law enforcement. The Border Patrol agents are moving illegal wire. The Texas government is not allowing the Border Patrol. Seriously? Let her speak. Every time. They're trying. I'm going to reclaim my time. This is ridiculous. Okay, listen. I've been mellow about this because everyone's passionate. I love the passion. But you have to respect other people's time, speaking time. Hey, stop. What have Just I done stop. that's disrespectful? Stop. I'm speaking just like you've been able to speak. Okay, that's it. Continue speaking. Thank you. Stop. They're trying to administer first aid to migrants. It's a dangerous precedent that Pat Burns is essentially calling on HB to ignore the direction of the Supreme Court. This has nothing to do with the business of the city of Huntington Beach. How does this help HB? How does this benefit HB? This is a federal issue, not an HB city issue. If you care so much about the immigration issue, contact your representatives, 
contact your party members and have them vote for the legislation that is in the Senate right now that will allow for immigration reform. But people don't win office on immigration reform, do they? You want to continue to come up here, spout your statistics. So it's all due to political theater. But then again, this is all about political theater, is it not? Speaking of political theater, measures A, B, and C. We all know you're, it's political theater. It's not here to help HB. So I'm appalled by the council majority. Shame on Pat Burns, Gracie, Tony, and Casey. I've had the most wish for you to do the right thing because you have a few times, but shame on you too if you vote for Agenda 14. Thank you. Next speaker. Um, good evening, Mayor and City Council. Tim Geddes here. Uh, regarding public comments and the change in times, uh, I'm still uh, opposed to measures A, B, and C, regardless of how much time I get to speak. But until last year, I always knew where I stood. Once again, we are facing arbitrary times with arbitrary numbers. We should have certainty and clarity in our public comments policy, not inconsistency and confusion. What's, what's going on? To underline this dilemma, I would like to paraphrase the lyrics from one of my favorite songs from my high school years. I can't wait forever, even though you want me to. I can't wait forever to know if it's three minutes or two. Time won't let me, no it won't. Time won't let me, no it won't. Time won't let me wait that long. You will notice uh, th this hourglass is broken, just like our public comments policy. Please fix it. By the way, I named my hourglass Gracie. <laughs> In your honor, Mayor, time to go. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Next speaker. Hello, I am, my name is Suzanne Hart. I am speaking in opposition to your absurd declaration of solidarity with Texas. In your declaration, you prattle on about government overreach, and yet you believe that you and your self-serving group of minions can dictate to the public what books we and our children may read. This reeks of hypocrisy, or does self-governance only apply to you and your political agenda. As citizens of Huntington Beach, we implore you to get off your political attention mongering and deal with Huntington Beach's true needs, such as homelessness, our deficit, which you appear to be increasing at a breakneck speed, and loss of city services. Huntington Beach's issues should be your only concern. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Dee Boyce. I'm here to talk about the Solidarity with Texas. I've lived in Huntington Beach for about 10 years, but unlike the guy in the cowboy costume and a lot of the other people here, I think I'm the only one that was born and raised in Texas. All my family and many friends still live there. I think we can all agree that new immigration laws are needed, and I can sympathize with border states. I really can. But number one, this is not the business of the Huntington Beach City Council. This is totally inappropriate. 
nor is it what you are elected to focus on. And number two, Greg Abbott is a huge part of this problem. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I say that all the time. It is not a president's job of any party to fix immigration with executive orders. It is Congress's job to pass legally enforceable laws. If Governor Abbott is so upset at the federal laws regarding the border, then maybe he should be encouraging, as well as you should be encouraging, his fellow Republicans to pass the bipartisan immigration laws that are before them as we speak. I find it really ironic that he, on one hand, bashes President Biden in the Supreme Court, and on the other hand, stays silent while a certain malignant narcissist encourages Congress to not pass this bill. Which, by the way, the Border Patrol Union endorsed today, highly endorsed it. They said it's the most comprehensive bill in decades and it would help them start securing the border on day one. Did you know that Governor Abbott received $3 billion from the border from the Biden administration for the 22-23 fiscal year? Far more than any other date. Oh man, this went fast. So basically, if anything, and it's not appropriate, but I would be willing to sign a solidarity with Texas women for the way they are being treated as second-class citizens there. Thank you. Next speaker, please go ahead. Uh, my name is John Carcer. My wife and I have been uh, residents here in Huntington Beach for the past 54 years. Uh, we have been observing a well-organized, well-maintained, family-oriented bedroom community fall into a black hole of chaos. Our long-term uh, contributions to the city of Huntington Beach did not start and stop with uh, was paying property taxes or casting our ballots at the voting booth. Our relationship with the city has been a personal investment in a larger circle of diverse folks who have also contributed their businesses, knowledge, talents, passion to the city's buffet table as it began to grow. As parents, we deliberately chose to raise our family here. As educators, we prepared many young people for successful uh, careers. Um, the latest antic of the Fab Four, I, I use the term Fab Four because I saw it on a flyer when I was at the gym, <laughs> has reared its ugly head again with this latest proposal of a statement of solidarity with Texas. This is a federal problem, not a city problem. Yep. Let, let the feds take care of the, what they have to do. We have plenty of business here that we could handle. Uh, just adopting a mission of social unity with a goal of peaceful resolution can open up a positive change with this city council. Instead, the atmosphere in the chamber lacks the leadership of compromise, responsibility, respect, guidance, protocol, objectivity, and ethics. The council continues to be distracted by politically charged issues outside the geographic boundaries. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Hello, my name is Neil. 
You can see how the council uses the two-minute time limit to disrupt resident participation. Think about how they will use the ability to cancel meetings to do the same. Many folks have already spoken eloquently in opposition to the charter amendments, and I won't rehash that here, but vote no on all three. Instead, I want to focus on item 24101, which is once again representation of the disdain with which Mayor Pro Tem Burns holds this council and this city. In the past, he has held the discussions on topics such as exploring the potential for improving the city's accommodations of residents and visitors with autism are not relevant to the purview of the council. Yet here we are with him presenting a, a statement of solidarity with Texas. Absolute clown shoes behavior. <laughs> Mayor Pro Tem Burns, I invite you to explain to the residents of the city why national political issues of last week and beyond are relevant to the governance of this city. This statement achieves nothing for the residents of the city and wastes that time that could be used addressing actual issues the city faces. This is childish, irrelevant, and I might add, incredibly poorly written, which I suppose, coming from you, should not be a surprise. It is incredibly ironic for this city council to be suing over housing law under First Amendment claims while issuing these kinds of statements on behalf of the city. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Uh, good evening, City Council. I was just going to come up here and say I support you supporting Texas. And I wasn't prepared to say anything else. Well, as I started hearing all this stuff, I had to pull some stuff up. I heard one person say, that is the federal's, that's their responsibility, protect the border. Another person said MAGA. So let me give you some uh, statistics. Joe Biden. The only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. Okay, 2020, who was president? Donald Trump. 400,000 illegals crossed the border. 2021, Joe Biden, 1,735,000. 2022, Joe Biden, 2,379,000. Last year, 2023, 2,476,000 crossed the border. Over six times of what Trump had it. And Biden hasn't done anything in three years. The states have to protect themselves. There's 26 states beyond Texas supporting Texas, and I'm happy that our city would stand with them. Okay? As for the border itself, it becomes interesting because the border is actually over 1,900 miles wide. Okay? Most of this stuff comes from a point of entry. There's only 51. So if you said a point of entry was a mile wide, which it isn't, that's 51 miles. So then you got 18,050 miles of unsecured border because when, when Biden got in office, he reversed everything Trump did. Got rid of stay in Mexico, he reversed all his policies. All he's got to do to stop it now is put him back in. He won't do it. So what we got right now is we got a big problem and we should back him. Okay? And... Um, as for A, B, and C, I'm all for it. This is the flag that's for 100% of the people, not 1%. I'm very proud of this flag. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Thank you. Uh, my name is Matthew Jellick, a 44-year resident of Huntington Beach. I've been living and working abroad since 2009, from East Asia to East Africa. When I meet people in countries as diverse as Korea or Djibouti, and they ask me where I'm from, I start with the United States. If their inquiry continues, I gradually narrow it down, going from the US to California to even Los Angeles. 
If they still have the geographical wherewithal, I'll drop Huntington Beach on them like a north side break, seeing if they recognize the city which I have called home since 1979. With beaches and sunsets that rival any place on earth, sometimes they've heard of it, but increasingly, more and more, it is not for the reflection of the sun off the Pacific, but because of the reflection of the ignorance which clouds our collective future. Thanks, thanks to my status of living internationally, I'm afforded the opportunity to vote overseas through the incredibly adept Orange County Restorative Board voters. To, to that extent, I have exercised that right via fax machine from China and Ethiopia, two countries where sometimes choice can be an illusion. Similarly, my absentee status allows me early access to voting, and I am proud to say that I have already voted no for all three measures on this year's ballot. For me, Huntington Beach core memories include birthday parties at the city gym, junior lifeguards on the state beach, bicycle rides along Bolsa Chica, morning rocks, walks in Central Park, and learning about the power of books through the Central Library. To reflect the importance of the latter has had on me decades later and a world apart, I organize and run book clubs in China. Yes, that China, where we read authors who write about topics such as racial disparity, gender inequity, economic mobility, and the complications each plays with its journey we call life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Thank you, Madam Mayors. My name is Mr. Amory Hansen. I'm speaking tonight to share my experiences with the Orange County Homelessness Point in Time Count. This count of homeless individuals is a wonderful volunteer opportunity that I greatly appreciate being involved in. I was especially privileged to be a team captain this year. I would like to encourage those who may be interested to sign up for the next point in time count in 2026 and be one of Huntington Beach's thousand points of light. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. What up, Council? Um, I stand in solidarity with Texas also because half my, fam half my family lives there. Um, shout out to Katie, Round Rock, Pflugerville, uh, Elgin, and Austin. But when I told them about what we were doing here, and they've been coming here forever, they're like, that seems like a real big waste of time. Isn't there other stuff you guys got going on in Huntington? I said, actually, that you are right. So I do have four things, hopefully we can address. And Mayor Pro Tem Burns, if you've already done this, then thank you, and I apologize in advance. But have we gotten that tractor out to the Shipley Nature Center to fix the trail yet? I'm not sure if we have done that. Uh, also, my wife and I conducted an experiment for the last six months. We've been um, parking on Fifth Street three times a week, backing in, by the way, and we haven't fed a dollar one into the meter, and we've received one ticket. Are we not ticketing meters downtown? Didn't we open up Main Street to get that parking revenue? We're not ticketing meters. I don't see anyone writing tickets out there. And speaking of Main Street, what are we going to do about Main Street? Didn't we have some plan in place, some compromise, let's close it some of the time, uh, beautification thing for Main Street? That would be really good. Also, and I don't see him here, but I know he's around, our chief is double dipping. He's doing too much work. He's doing a yeoman's job. But we've got a chief of police who's also the city manager. When are you guys going to hire a city manager? Uh, but good luck. Hopefully you can tackle some of those things. And uh, yeah. Don't mess with Texas.
Good evening, Mayor and City Council. My name is Sam, S-A-M, last name Shabot, S-H-A-B-O-T. I'm here to support you in whatever you can do to support Texas and whatever you can do, whatever's within your power. Um, I have personally seen the problems of illegal voting and voter fraud, and they think it's a joke here. You know, it's a country. It's a country. We need to uh, protect our vote and just vote with a driver's license, legitimate ID, and that's not too much to ask. Other countries around the world, voting is very strict. In Mexico, they have all these different pictures that they take of different voters, and a side picture and a front picture, and they, they're very careful to make sure that there's not duplicate voting. Why don't we have that here? Why don't we have that here? You know, we should have security and integrity in our voting. I would like to ask you that you support Texas and send that um, statement of solidarity. And if voting yes on measures A, B, and C is, would, would further help this cause of illegal alien problem that we have and all they're taking up, a, getting our services, our Medi-Cal now, we now have Medi-Cal given to illegal aliens. That is ridiculous. So whatever you can do, Mayor Pro Tem Burns, to help secure our borders and cast your vote in such a way that it is proper. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Exciting last group. Our last call for Mark Tokovich, and then the remaining speakers, George Washington, <laughs> Valentina Bankhead, Diane Amendola, Michael Selna, Max Ucropina, thank you. Harry McLaughlin, Thomas Sexton, Don Crowley, Roger Noor, Perry Clithrow, and Joyce Spickner. I ask everyone to vote no on the A, B, and C. Do not support those. And if we have voter fraud, how did our four recent people get elected? Um, I think you need to take care of business in the city. Texas isn't even near our, our border. I don't know what we have to do with Texas. I don't think it's our city council's business. So if you have a problem with that, every citizen can write to their congressman or their senator. They're the only ones that can settle things there. So why are you getting involved? And all of these, what I consider really strange things being brought forward, like A, B, and C that's getting so much attention, and now the Texas issue, why does council want their name out in public like they seem to? Is someone on council running for higher office? I, I don't understand why this pushed in things that we don't even, aren't even involved with. So who of the council is gonna run for higher office in the next election? Is it the person that brought more money into our politics? I hate money in politics. And what happened? 10 times what we were putting in local politics is now in our politics. That's, that's awful. We need a new city manager. 
how long do we have to wait for it? And if you're gonna make Eric Parra our new city manager, then get on the ball and hire a new police chief. Please take care of business here. We have a lot of things here that need to be attended to and you guys don't seem to be doing it. All I hear is publicity about your A, B, and C and Texas. I didn't vote for you to have you deal with another state. So please take care of our Thank business. Thank you. Go ahead. Good evening. I'm Michael Selna, 50-year resident of Huntington Beach. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm speaking in reference to item 14 on your agenda, solidarity with Texas. When I saw that agenda item, I was curious as to how it relates to our city and wondered whether this is a typical city council action. So I looked for anything published by the city that defines the role of the city council. I found this description on the council's, um, on, on the city's website uh, as to the council's scope, right above a nice picture of all of you. The city council establishes policies, this is a quote, policies and priorities for the provision of effective and efficient municipal services. The city council's duties include establishing goals and policies, enacting legislation, adopting the city's operating budget, and appropriating the funds necessary to provide service to the city's residents, business, and visitors. In a nutshell, your own description says that you are focused on taking actions related to providing municipal services. When you reach item 14, please consider whether that action really relates to providing municipal services to citizens, businesses, and visitors of Huntington Beach. And if it does not, please do not approve that statement of solidarity with Texas. Notice I haven't mentioned anything about the national crisis that we have at our border. It's a real crisis, but it's a federal level matter. The Supreme Court recently found that to be true. It's why we elect Congress people. It's why we elect senators. It's not why we elect city council members. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Mayor Vandermark, Mayor Pro Tem Burns. My name is Max Ukrapina. Thank you for having me. I'm here to support the uh, support of solidarity with the state of Texas. The border crisis is an international crisis. I've been down to the border. It is worse than we can imagine. I stood there with borders, Border Patrol and watched as people crossed over our very open southern border. There's a 50-yard gap in the wall just south of here. And the thing is, is that the border is not just down south. It's here in Huntington Beach. We are at the international border. It's so lucrative that the human smugglers are coming with ponga boats and dropping them at our beaches and then running ashore. This border crisis is affecting everything. It's affecting our rental, uh, prices, our housing costs, our employment, our unemployment. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying every single year because of fentanyl. And Texas is actually stepping up and fighting, defending Americans, defending Texans. And I'm glad to see that Huntington Beach is willing to put their foot down and realize that this is a problem for all of us. This can be fixed right now, yes, with federal actions 
But until that happens, I'm glad to see our civil servants standing up. It's time that we don't mess with Texans, don't mess with Huntington Beach, and don't mess with the United States of America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker. My name is Dawn. I live in Huntington Beach. I want to start by saying, like, I've never done this before. It's kind of intimidating. But also, I'm hearing impaired. And so having people scream and yell and interrupt has made it very difficult to hear many of the speakers, and that's been really disappointing in person. At home, I can replay it. Um, next, I want to thank Mayor Vandermark, um, Pro Tem Mayor Burns, and Council Members McKeon and Strickland. I also want to thank City Attorney um, Michael Gates for the work that you've been doing and for listening to the people who have elected you. I am especially thankful for the efforts of Mayor Vandermark in spearheading protecting our children in many different ways before she became mayor and also now, and specifically with the public library system. Um, oh, vote yes on A, B, and C. Um, on, I also am in support of Texas, su supporting Texas for the reasons that were just stated. On measure B, flags that represent all of us are respectful to all of us, and they don't omit anyone. Measure A is what really brought me here, because once upon a time, I went to my poll to vote, my, my local polling place, and I was told I had already voted. Someone else signed the roll in my stead. They wrote my name on my line, and I did not get to vote a regular ballot. I spent like an hour until talking to the poll workers until somebody actually gave me a provisional ballot. It was unreal. I also have walked my um, neighborhoods multiple times in multiple states that I've lived in. And Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Next speaker. I'm Harry McLaughlin. I live in Huntington Beach. Once again, the citizens of Huntington Beach are presented with yet another item by the conservative city council members reflecting their own personal and political agendas. Proposed by Councilman Burns, author of the flag banning charter amendment, it is yet another attempt to generate publicity in their effort to kowtow to the demented orange idol and his cadre of fascist mini-me's. You do not speak for me. You do not speak for the city of Huntington Beach. Our city has no business standing in solidarity with a state that is attempting to obstruct the federal government and ignore an order from the Supreme Court, regardless of the constant drivel being churned out by Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, and of course, the Epoch Times. What's next, Councilman Burns? A statement of solidarity with the poor hostages currently indicted or imprisoned for their roles in the peaceful protest that took place in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021? It is time to stop your ceaseless repetition of perceived grievances against fabricated enemies. 
please drop this absurd agenda item in its entirety. Thank you. Next speaker. Aloha, Huntington Beach. Um, I'm gonna bring something different to the table tonight. Um, I know everybody's things here are important, but I'm standing here representing my team. Um, I skate with Orange County Roller Derby. Um, we used to have a team here um, a while ago. We were established in 2006 as the OC Roller Girls. We lost our home um, during COVID. So I'm gonna read something because I've never done this before, so excuse me while I panic inside. Um, anyways, uh, my name's Joyce Nolani. Um, I'm from Orange County. And my, two of my three children um, have attended schools here in Huntington Beach. I've been in and out of Huntington Beach my whole life. And we have about 40 skaters on our team. Um, some of them live in Huntington Beach. We have one here too with us. We also have a junior roller derby that's linked to our team. So um, this is what I wrote. I skate with our local roller derby team here in Orange County. OCRD was established in 2006. We're a group of dedicated athletes who have formed a democratic skater-owned and skater-operated flat-track roller derby team here in Orange County. Um, our league members work together and support one another in order to create a fun, strong, respectful community which welcomes skaters of all levels. In line with our mission um, to foster an inclusive community, our league welcomes transgender and expansive athletes to the most comfortable playing in the women's roller derby. OCRD used to have a flat track here in Huntington Beach. We lost our home during, um, during COVID. It's, unfortunately, it's unfortunate because we've been forced to use a track in Garden Grove. Our games are in Irvine. The track in Garden Grove is consistently being vandalized and not taken care of. This ends up being an issue for us. We are a year-round league. Our team has um, to find other places to practice or cancel practice in an entirety. We have a... Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, Council. I wanted to speak on agenda item 14 today. Um, though watching all this has kind of got me in a slightly different state of mind. Uh, growing up here in Huntington Beach, I remember pretty vividly the debate that surrounded the Poseidon water facility. It was heated, it was vicious, it was often, um, well, people were quite mean and very passionate. But uh, what I did notice growing up is that for the most part, these arguments were very much on the merits and they were very important to the city of Huntington Beach. They were relevant city business. I think people on both sides had good faith views. It distresses me today, items like number 14 do not seem particularly relevant to the city of Huntington Beach. I, as a former police officer, I definitely understand that career would make you desire order in a big way. I'm very empathetic to that. Um, but without the law, order really isn't. Order will not last long. The Supreme Court made its decision. Texas has to abide by it. We should not stand with them and fighting it. They are going to... <clears throat> they're going to keep going forward in the courts and there's going to be some resolution. And in the meantime, if the Border Patrol goes to cut a wire, Texas cannot shoot them. They cannot stand in their way. And Huntington Beach should not support Texas shooting Border Patrol agents trying to cut a wire and save a drowning migrant. 
I hope you understand. I will say this is something that Congress has totally dropped the ball on, not something we should be dealing with here. We've had negotiated agreements in Congress in 2007, in 2014, in 2018. We have another one right now. Uh, they have all fallen through. Right now, I do know asylum claims are being taken advantage of. We need to reform those, but that's on Congress, not on us. So vote for your Congress people. Thank you. Next speaker. Thomas Sexton, Huntington Beach. I stand here tonight in support of rule of law and against item 14. Twice in my lifetime, I've taken an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, once for the military and once for the Sheriff's Department. That oath means to support not just the words on the paper, but the meaning and the intent behind those words. What you're proposing tonight is a support of an action that ignores and refutes the lawful ruling of the Supreme Court of the United States. And why do you want to ignore it? Because you don't like it. You sit here tonight with flags waving and flag lapels and flag hats and flag ties, but what you're suggesting doesn't make you a patriot or better American. The definition of anarchy is a state of disorder due to the absence or non-recognition of authority or other controlling systems. You're suggesting tonight that we not recognize the authority of the United States Supreme Court. That's the definition of anarchy. You're proposing that we issue a statement saying that we refute the authority of the United States Supreme Court. In essence, that we refute the rule of law. We live here in relative peace in a democracy because we, all of us, uh, choose to adhere to the rule of law. It's a glue that binds the system of democracy in the United States, and it's a very fragile glue, to be sure. We only have to look at January 6th to see how fragile our system can be. To be clear, I absolutely disagree with a lot of recent Supreme Court rulings, Roe v. Wade being top of the list. But if you disagree with something that the court has decreed, you have the right to object and you have the right to you have the absolute right to fight it within the system provided by the framers of the Constitution. As I've said, I've taken an oath to uphold your right to disagree. You can fight it in the court system, you can peacefully protest, you can elect representatives that espouse your views. What you can't do and what you don't have the right to do is simply ignore it because you personally don't like it. If you do that, you're eroding the very, the very fabric of the federal democratic republic that we have sworn to defend. And as much as I disagree with the United States Supreme Court, I don't see them as a problem for democracy. I see you and the people supporting this ruling as a problem for democracy. Thank you. Next speaker. Valentina Bankhead, HB resident. I support pro tem Pat Burns on the city of Huntington Beach's adoption of solidarity statement to stand and support Texas. 20 st 27 states joining. I am exceptionally proud that we are taking taking a stand to protect and defend all HB residents from fallacies you may hear in the media from the federal government with such statement. Overreach of the presidential administration, federal government, the corruption and abuse they have inflicted to the state of Texas is ex in exhausting border resources is severely undermining Texas residents and their constitutional authority to prevent chaos and protect themselves. Thank you to all who signed this statement. Remember that this is a very important message we are setting for the rest of the country. I am, I am proud of our strength because weakness is woke. I support yes on A, B, and C. Pretty simple and to the point. Election integrity equals freedom to pick your party candidates and measures without obstruction of your choices, protecting them from fraudulence. Vote without interference of malfeasance by political opponents within the ROV. 
Voter ID equals, in keeping it stupid simple, Don Kennedy stated nicely, carry ID with you, show up to vote, show ID, vote away. Patriotic flag policy equals to cement our charter to free us all from cringy, weaponized, special interest flags. We will be uniting under one historically living flag and other government flags. Keep the city government flagship clean, uniform, orderly. No one will bully Huntington Beach and no one will bully its residents because of special interest flag signaling. Thank you, Pro Tem Pat Burns, for all you do to keep Huntington Beach great. Thank you. Next speaker. <clears throat> Good evening, city council members and all the audience that has showed up here. This is great. I, Gracie, I want to come, first, I want to thank the people that showed up to my court case on, uh, on January, January 10th, January 20th, I'm sorry, January 15th, and I think, and it was, I'm taking a lot of medicine because I had a heart transplant, and, I, and please show up again, and more of you show up on the 26th of February, where it exposes all these guys and the chief of police that you guys are promoting to city, city manager, or he's going to run for it. This is crazy. I mean, we have, oh, I want to thank uh, Officer, uh, Officer Jeff. It's over here, he's a great guy, and so is Officer Bobby. And uh, there's also somebody, this guy's the one, if you, if you guys go outside and see the helicopters and all that, this is the guy that watches them. This is the guy that's ahead of it. The guy that looks kind of like a, well, I'm not gonna say. Anyways, he's the one that stuck me, or whatever, he asked me to fight, and then after he asked me to fight, then he says he's gonna arrest me because I, I challenge an officer. I mean, when somebody does that and they arrest you, it costs a lot of money to fix, I mean, to, to, to defend yourself. I'm looking at two years in jail for protecting my car that they weren't allowed to tow, and I proved it to the, to the mayor and the sheriff, I mean, the chief, and, and I'm still looking at two years in jail. They finally dropped it down to six hours of anger management. Six hours, I mean, for a whole year, I'm worried about going to jail after a heart transplant, and they, they won't budge, they won't budge, and then they drop it down. That's ridiculous. Uh, Gracie, I want to make sure that you know that I don't, I don't understand these people because you're the only one. When I went to the city council and then I went in the elevator, you, showed, you went right in with me. Everybody else, I mean, Carr and, uh, and Delegates and all those, I mean, they run. Uh, you, Tony, uh, you guys are great. I mean, seriously, you guys at least confront people. And you're supposed to do the city, uh, the city uh, town meetings, please. So remember that. I know that you're, there's a lot of stuff that's going out for you. Thank you. Sorry, okay. That's that concludes it. public comments. Okay, thank you. So now we're moving on to council committee appointment announcements. Council members, do you have any co council committee appointment announcements? Okay, moving on. Now I'd like to introduce my item. So I'd like to introduce my item. We're, we're making a couple of changes to the council liaison list. In that list, um, we will be uh, adding Mayor Pro Tem Pat Burns to the... I'll just keep going. We'll be adding Mayor Pat Burns to the downtown ad hoc committee and removing council member Moser. So 
um, I'd just like to make a motion that we approve I, it. I move to approve uh, the amendment of the Mayor Vandermark's uh, council liaison list. Second. I have some comments to make. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, okay, so we're talking about the council liaison list. I, I, got, I had a little bit of free time this week because my entire family had COVID but me, so I was sitting in a closed room for quite a bit of time. Um, this liaison list um, has conflicts in it. And I finally got a calendar together and country different pens, and there's meetings you guys can't go to because they're at the same time. There's seven of us on Counts. this council. Wait a second. Thank you. Um, continue, please. Carrie's okay. Um, so, yeah, so I went through and looked at this, and there's literally meetings that you can't go to because they're at the same time. There's some that you probably won't be able to get to because the meeting will run long. Uh, the third Wednesday meetings, the Homeless Task Force is at the same time as the ACCOC meeting. Um, the West Orange County Water Board meeting is at the same time as the Intergovernmental Relations Committee meeting. Um, the Historic Resources Board is right after that, and sometimes that IRC meeting runs long, and is also at the personnel committee meeting um, as liaisons, which aren't that important. You get down into the, um, the SARF, SARFPA uh, meetings, which I understand the change in that, and I'm glad, actually, that we have multiple, represent, uh, multiple representatives of our city on that board. Um, but it, an hour afterwards, the meeting at the Harbor Commission uh, happens. So unable to make that meeting. Additionally, Southeast Area, which is, I know, a lot of, uh, is a very important meeting, um, it will run right up against the Orange County Sanitation meeting. So again, like, there's literally meetings you can't physically be at at the same time that we don't have control over here. So it's, it's again, absurd that um, we have 30-something committees and there's folks that have zero representation on this. And when you get other, when you talk about the, there's the way in Sacramento, they have representation for the minority on their boards and committees. They don't, they don't chair them, but they're there to be in the room and to discuss things. On top of this, um, which we can talk about either at this item or an item 10 when I pull it, the, there's thousands of dollars going to these folks now. I just want the public to know. Orange County Sanitation District just raised its stipend to $300. So every time Council Member Burns shows up at a meeting, he gets paid $300. And now he's on the steering committee and the administrative committee. Or that. I don't know if you get paid as the representative to SARFA as OCSAN. The West Orange County Water Board in its last meeting, because I happened to dig through the minutes of it, uh, made a recommendation to raise its stipend from $120 now to $200 per meeting. Um, Orange County Power Authority uh, also pays, I believe they pegged it to Sand District, so I'm assuming their stipend's going up to $300. So there's a non-trivial um, uh, monetary uh, amount that goes into some of these boards and committees as well. But I, I think the absurdity, again, is that these committees meet at the same time, uh, that we're taking off members of these committees. I don't know if you were mentioned, did you get a phone call, Council Member Mosier, you didn't? Um, for that, so there's not even the, the professional courtesy to let them know that that's going to happen. So 
I just wanted to let the residents that were here know kind of how they're not being represented in, at these committees and that they're not even, you physically can't even get there, even if you felt you were represented. Thank you. Go ahead. We all go ahead. Thank you. So I encourage, I encourage residents to take a look at the liaison list, which is attached to the agenda um, for uh, item number eight. And I want to just make sure um, that we provide some numerical context for this. So as one of the public commenters mentioned, um, there are roughly 30 um, uh, commission, committee, board positions that council members have historically been assigned to to represent you, the public. Um, I counted 30. And of the um, 30 possible uh, slots, uh, the mayor has assigned herself to 25. That's not counting uh, the city selection committee, which the mayor, um, for which the mayor has historically our representative. So, you know, that, that's, you know, that is what it is. That's fine. But if you add that, so that's 26 out of 30. So as Councilmember Kalmick mentioned, Councilmember Molzer had three and I guess now has two. I have two. This is not hurting me. I have plenty to do. This is something that I want residents to think about and ask yourself, do you understand why this is happening? And if you do understand, do you agree with it? Do you feel like you're well represented? Because this is not hurting me, it's hurting you. I'm not saying anything else about it. That's it. Councilmember Moser. Thank you, Mayor. Um, so I was disappointed when the committee assignments came out originally but um, at least I was added to with Councilmember Bolton onto the Parks um, Committee, which I had previously been on, and I'm glad to have been back on that. Um, also our Council on Aging. But I was, I was disappointed, and I actually didn't mention it at the time specifically, not to be on the Homeless Task Force. And I spoke with multiple people who know that that is where my heart is in advocating prior to being on council. It is, I, I believe I am the person on this council who has the most background, knowledge, information, um, and interest in that area, and has shown the most commitment to that. So it was very disappointing to me not to be included on in that task force. And I know that you can still make the changes should you choose to, and I would love to be on the homeless task force, and I'll just mention that now. Um, I will say, though, that I was pleased to still be able to be on the ad hoc committee from which I'm being removed, which is the downtown and beachfront ad hoc council committee. Two reasons. One, I was glad to still be on it because it is the one committee where we had kind of a crossover of liaisons. Again, since we're not representing, the minority is not represented in any of these, really, minus a couple, um, we're not actually with the majority members at all either. And this was an opportunity um, to be able to actually be in the room with one another, be able to work on something, and hopefully come to some agreement on some forward movement for our city. So now that is gone as well. I was not told. I didn't have any discussion about it. I have been asking repeatedly over the last number of weeks to have a meeting, to hold a meeting for this ad hoc. There have been no meetings over the last year for it um, that I have been welcomed to. And Madam Mayor, I was just wondering 
one why you're presenting this particular change? Actually, that was supposed to be presented earlier when you asked for the specific the committee that I appointed you to with Councilmember Bolton. I was actually supposed to switch it over and I didn't then, so I forgot to remove that then. I'm just correcting something that I should have done the first time around. Okay, got it. So um, I'm just curious though, since you had made the error and did not remove me then, do you see any value in having majority and minority members perhaps in the same room as liaisons on committees? And if so, even though it was an error, why not just maintain it as it is? Because I value having the list be correct and accurate. Okay, but, but you could change your mind is my point. I can, if I want to. Okay, so, but there's no evidence or reason to make this change. You know, I did attend uh, the Roan Lane meeting in town hall, which was conducted by the mayor and city attorney, along with what um, was there with Councilmember McKeon as well. And Mr. Burns, I think, had somewhere else that he had to be that night, other something else scheduled. But a resident brought up during that meeting the lopsided nature in which the present appointments had been made, and asked that Mr. Kalmick replace Mr. Burns as the city's representative on OC San based on Mr. Kalmick's availability, past position as a representative of OC San, and his offer to do so at the last council meeting. And I would have hoped, since that resident asked you directly, that you would have considered their thoughts and placed Councilmember Kalmick as the most experienced person for that role in that position. Have you thought about that? Actually, out of every single person on this council, mm -hmm. the only one who was already aware about the Roan situation was Councilmember Kalmick, and he knew for three years and he didn't say a word. So if he would have brought that forward, if he, would, if he wanted to warn the residents, he should have brought it forward then. And he didn't. And there is proof of that. So you can deny it if you don't want. There is proof of that, that he was aware. So we have a council member Burns, Mayor Pro Tem Burns, and I'm his alternate. And that was a decision that was made. Okay. <laughs> not gonna, okay. Well, I'm disappointed that this council is not better represented, that the people are not better represented throughout all of these boards and commissions. Frankly, I'm also disappointed that there are so many fewer boards and commissions now than there were previously because the voice of the people is important as well. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, I do. I got a few things. I'll start with a little story. When I first got on the council, I was walking into the, towards the building and I was walking with another council person and I asked, I said, hey, is it, because it's a little contentious at times up here, a little snipping. And I asked, I said, hey, can we save that little snipping for the back room? It's unprofessional. It makes us look bad when we're up on the dais. If we can be kind of keep it clean and respectful on the dais. And I was told, no, that's politics. And I believe in those comments I make. And Dan, I'm telling you, the reason you're not on these, you've been taken off or not put on is because you're, Self-service over community service. You lie to the public. <laughs> you lie to the public, and it's nobody wants you on that stuff. And you lied to the Rome people. Excuse me. Okay. And you guys had your turn. Now it's Mayor Pro Tem Pat Burns' turn to speak. To be, honest, be respectful. I don't. I don't trust you to do what's right, but from this council and to represent our city. And that's why you in particular, because 
in your own words, that's politics. And I'll leave it at that. And I will address their list that you had time to put together. I did review it along with um, Shannon Levine over there. Um, the only conflict was intergovernmental in West Orange County, and that has been resolved. Other than that, um, we've all been at these meetings. So thank you for your concern, but we have it under control. Mayor, one yes. more thing. Yes, yeah, SARFA, Santa Ana River Flood Protection Agency, and is right before the Harbor Commission meeting. Last week, I attended both of them, right in succession, with no problem. Okay. Madam Clerk, I believe there's a motion and a second. Correct. Motion by Strickland, second by Burns. We'll go ahead and start to vote. Councilmember Mosier? No. Bolton? No. Burns? Yes. Vandermark? Yes. Strickland? Aye. McKeon? Yes. Kalmick? No. The item passes 4-3 with Councilmembers Moser, Bolton, and Kalmick voting no. Okay, next item, AB123 reporting. Does anyone have anything to report? Openness and negotiation, negotiation disclosures. Does anyone have anything to disclose? City manager's report. City manager, do you have anything to report? Consent calendar. Council, would anyone like to pull any items from the consent calendar? I'd like to pull 10 and 12. 10 and 12. I'd like to move the remainder. Second. Okay. Okay. We'll go ahead and vote on items 9, 11, and 13. Councilmember Moser? Aye. Bolton? Aye. Burns? Aye. Vandermark? Yes. Strickland? Aye. McKeon? Yes. Kalmick? Aye. Passes 7-0. Okay. Um, Councilmember Kalmick? Thank you. Um, I pulled this uh, for a few reasons, um, one of which, again, is to discuss the fact that we don't regularly get board committee updates from what's actually going on at all these regional boards. Um, for instance, the Power Authority um, is now at a 3% discount coming um, in January and will be potentially at a 4% discount in October. So when we leave the Power Authority in June, our energy costs to the city government itself will increase 3%, um, which is interesting. Um, and just a, a report from that that you would have seen, the problem with that yes, one can go and read the minutes, but a lot of these meetings don't, or a lot of these committees don't meet often. Um, and so they may meet quarterly or semi-annually. And so the minutes for those meetings do not show up um, in a timely fashion. So if you are at your job, and the point of us as elected representatives is to be your eyes and ears in the region, in the county, um, to be able to report interesting and useful information back to residents. So um, I think that it still does a major disservice to have these in, um, in a text form with just links to the agendas and the rest of the meetings that may or may not post minutes for months and months and months. Um, so with that, let's, I'll uh, go ahead and, and move the item. Second. I'd like to comment. Okay, so to be clear, this is the report um, that is prepared of what the boards and commissions do. So what we were just talking about before, all the different regional boards and commissions, some of them are very important because they can impact you, your, you and your property. So OC Sanitation District and Orange County Transportation Authority and um, Orange County Power Authority. If you look at that report for those, um, committees, there's nothing on it 
except a link to the uh, entity's website. We know that a lot of important things happened in December with OCSAN, so I went and took a look at what they have on their website for their December meeting, and it doesn't, I'm sorry, January, doesn't, it's not posted. So the Jan January 17th was the most recent meeting, is that, is that right? Yes, I believe the board meeting was canceled and we had a special meeting. Okay, well it didn't indicate that, um, you know, just didn't have anything at all. But that was the point of us doing our brief report outs during the council meeting because just telling residents, oh, just go look at their website and, and figure it out, that's, that's why we're here, so that you don't have to do that. Um, so, you know, once again, I'm going to recommend that we go back to that because getting real-time reports makes a difference. Um, you know, the people on Roan Lane are still dealing with that Orange County uh, Sanitation District issue. Um, and yeah, it came, to, it came as a surprise to a lot of us that that situation had um, kind of evolved the way that it did. So, um, anyone else? Did you? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Madam okay. Clerk, it's been moved. It's been seconded. Sorry. All right. We'll go ahead and take a vote. Councilmember Mosier. Aye. Bolton? Aye. Burns? Aye. Vandermark? Yes. Strickland? Aye. McKeon? Yes. Kalmick? Aye. Item passes 7-0. Thank you. Councilmember Kalmick, item number 12. Thank you. Um, I think this one's a little bit easier. Um, so I had, uh, I'm really glad we're bringing forward a legislative platform. Uh, I'm glad, really happy with the work that um, the IRC did on this. Uh, I think it really, it hits a lot of uh, the key points um, and, and really I think it balances with what um, we'd likely uh, advocate for at the state and federal level. Um, I had a couple of questions and, and potentially some uh, maybe small tweaks. Um, when we get into I guess, G, I guess it was G in the state piece, but it's assets and environment. Um, assets didn't really um, make a lot of sense as like a heading because I'm, you know, if somebody's gonna look at the a lobbyist or someone just happens to look and like, hey, what are our legislative ideas? Potentially like open space assets in the environment um, uh, would be helpful in kind of articulating what that is. Uh, and then um, there, there's some terms in here for, let's see, um, the city seeks to address funding for coastal protections and expand opportunities. Um, I'd like to potentially see that as like, um, uh, there's nothing in here for coastal cleanup, um, water quality issues uh, in there, which would be really important. Um, I was kind of thinking of the organizations that we generally get grants from. Um, uh, and so, like, and wetlands restoration. So, and I think that we, while we mention that there are wetlands, um, we don't really have any like call outs to seek money for wetlands restoration um, or you know coastal cleanup dollars or, or water quality dollars. So um, I was hoping that we could potentially add something like that in there. Um, and then with regard uh, back to infrastructure, which is the one above it, um, there's no discussion of any like broadband or technology improvements that we'd be advocating for um, either to uh, uh, breach the digital divide. There's billions of dollars rolling downhill for that. Um, that if we can provide services um, to our community um, that are in need of that. I know there's a lot of seniors. I think I did, uh, uh, Councilmember Bolton, I think I sent you the number for the, um, the federal funding that's running out, the number of folks on it, it was surprisingly high that it subscribed. It was like 
30,000 people in the city or something like that uh, from the federal program that are using um, the discounted internet rate in this city. Um, also funding for uh, cybersecurity initiatives. Um, it's one of the things I'm really concerned about uh, across, I think, every walk of life at this point. And um, you know, this is the one at which I serve on the board of directors of. Uh, and so uh, I'd like to see an infrastructure potentially discussion of, um, of cybersecurity. Uh, there's, again, there's a bunch of money coming downhill for that to make sure that we are aligned and that we're looking out for that money because our ID department does so much with so little. Um, and uh, it's pretty incredible uh, that, that we are a full service city. We do fire and police. Um, and we have like a third the IT staff that Irvine does and they don't even have to do fire. So um, that piece and then um, again, air quality concerns. I was looking at, you know, AQMD is the one that usually gives us money for those types of uh, programs. So I didn't really see um, anything calling out specifically for um, going after air quality uh, grants and, and whatnot. So I don't know if um, council is open to making some slight modifications to this going forward or, or not, but I just wanted to make my comments. Um, it, it, if I can, um, I, I think a point's well taken by Councilman Kelmick. Um, uh, I think every member uh, on the council should look at maybe items. What I would recommend is we move this forward as a starting document, and if there's other issues, uh, I'm sure you know, a month or two months from now, there'll be issues that we hear that there might be funding that might fit within Huntington Beach as we watch what's going on both in the state and the federal government that are not on this issue, uh, on this exact plan. So what I would recommend is we move this as as is and maybe bring back ideas from different members of the council if they wanna add to it and see if it, obviously if it's a majority uh, that, that the council wants to move forward uh, on those items. But I would encourage every member of the council uh, to maybe add items that might not be on this list. Um, it is a long, extensive list. I do, I don't, I do see sand replenishment. I, I don't, you, you mentioned sand replenishment. It's on there. No, no I, didn't, I don't think I did mention sand replenishment. Oh, I thought you did. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I know it's on. Yeah, I know no, it's on. That's it's super on there. important. Yeah. It's on there. Um, but yeah, there's always going to be something that you didn't see, or, or based on different members' contacts uh, within uh, the state and federal government, you might hear of something that might fit Huntington Beach that we would add on to that. So I would, I would uh, recommend, point well taken by the councilman, that we move this item as is. And then if we have other ideas that are put forward, uh, let's put those forward uh, at a future council meeting. And we can submit a memo to IRC or something like that would be the best yeah, way? exactly. Okay. All right, yeah, I, I have no, I mean, again, it's, it's it, these are minor tweaks, so I don't have a problem. I don't want to hold this up to, yeah. to move that out. But, yeah. um, and because potentially in the future, this maybe have been better presented as like a study session for the whole council, because this is kind of the first time we see this. So maybe next year as this comes forward, we can do a little bit of study session and then have council bring it, or have staff bring it back the following year. And, and I do want to point out, staff uh, did a great job because uh, they had a lot of issues thrown at them at the committee level. And uh, again, uh, I agree, point well taken. So I would move that we, adopt this item as is, but if there's other items, I, I encourage the city council to throw those no. items forward. I'll second that up. Okay, so it's been moved, seconded. Okay, council member Mosher. Aye. Bolton. Aye. Burns. Aye. Vandermark. Yes. Strickland. Aye. McKeon. Yes. Kalmick. Aye. Item passes 7-0. Thank you. Now we're moving on to council member items. Mayor Pro Tem, please introduce your item. All right, we're all familiar with the situation in Texas. I wrote a letter of solidarity with Texas. I'll read that and then I'll make my comments. 
On January 24, 2024, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, stated how the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. This statement of solidarity is confirmed that the city of Huntington Beach stands with Texas Governor Abbott in believing that President Biden has failed in one of his primary duties as President of the United States in protecting our borders and enforcing our federal laws and has even violated them. In this dereliction of duty, President Biden and his administration have exposed the states to undue threat and sent a message to, that the United States is lawless and that the states have no say in how they govern themselves. President Biden and his administration have attempted to suppress Texas from protecting itself from an invasion into Texas that is affecting the whole country in a very negative manner and is threatening the sovereignty of the United States. President Biden is responsible for the federal government's overreach and its attempt to prohibit Texas from protecting itself in areas where the federal government has grossly failed or has succeeded if the Biden administration's goal is the destruction of the United States that we love and respect. The city of Huntington Beach is familiar with the effects of a higher government interfering with self-governance. Governor Newsom and his administration have demonstrated a lack of respect for Huntington Beach's quest of self-governance to protect itself from Governor, Governor Newsom's housing mandates. These mandates ha that threaten the self-governance and well-being of the city of Huntington Beach are familiar, similar to the Biden administration's open border policy that has threatened destruction of Texas and the rest of the United States. These acts of higher government unrighteously exercising and enforcing power over smaller governments as both Biden and Newsom administrations are doing our acts equal to that of a rogue bully. My analogy is uh, these acts are similar to a 17-year-old schoolyard bully slapping down an eight-year-old little child and letting him or her know that fighting back will only make life worse for him or her. This is a critical time in our history across the country that we, every citizen and all levels of government, need to come together, respectfully work together, and stand together for the future and well-being of the United States of America. We need to stand strong and resolute together as citizens and as governing bodies in respecting the rights of all citizens and in the powers of every level of government to do what is best for our communities. That's it. And then I wrote out some, we're not just talking about Texas border. It's not really the Texas border, it's the U.S.-Mexican border in Texas. People are either naive or intentionally ignorant if they think that this is not, does not affect Huntington Beach. These illegal migrants are getting countless benefits at taxpayers' expense. It's in the billion, it's like close to 500 billion, I believe, close to it. It is our quality of life indirectly and or directly that will be degraded. Billions of dollars are going to these illegal migrants that could be going to our military to protect our country, better our declining schools, improve our infrastructure, help our own citizens that are in need, which we have plenty of those. The open border has enabled crimes against women and children, the trafficking of untold amount of killer and addictive drugs, terrorists and unknown enemies of the United States have entered. An example is 28,000 Chinese. I've been to China, you can't enter or leave it without some pretty strict uh, 
quote, I mean, uh, regulations or vetting. Okay, here's a quote that I really love, and it's very pertinent. It's by Mary McCloy Bethune. She was a close friend of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt and a pioneering black educator. She said, we must not fail America, and as Americans, we cannot let America fail us. That is, that hits home hard to me. The ability to question, protest, resist, and speak for or against is one of the things that makes America the greatest country in the world. America was built on resisting the tyranny of government. Boston Tea Party is an example. Um, I'm sure that in most places in the world, most of tonight's speakers would not have been able to speak out as they did tonight or would have been too scared to do so. But here, they're welcomed. Believe it or not, I, I, I like the discourse, kind of. The border issue in Texas does concern Huntington Beach as it does the rest of America. I want to tell Texas, stand strong and we're with you. And as far as Newsom and Biden and their administrations, I wish they work as hard for us as they do against the people of the United States of America. Their policies are destroying our state and country. And that's it. Thank you. Would you like to make a motion? Pardon me? Jim. Oh, the, recommend, the recommendation I'd like to make uh, is to adopt and those council members who are willing sign the declaration, I mean, the statement of solidarity with Texas. And to amend this, my uh, recommended action is to send a copy of it to Governor Abbott. Second. I'll second that motion. So you'll second as amended? Okay. 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 Ready to vote? Ready to vote. Okay. No, not yet. Okay. So, okay, I'll go first. So, um, I'll first say that based on what I've heard from residents, I don't think they want us dithering around with, you know. Those issues which are, it's not that they're not important, it's just a matter of priorities and we have a lot of stuff that we need to address here as so many uh, folks pointed out. Um, over the weekend, I was reading about what was happening at the border. Um, and I'm very troubled by what people seem to think that the border situation and the situation with the Supreme Court and the state of Texas, what people there seem to think that represents. So I was reading an article that was describing what was happening there, and I'm gonna um, share what I read with you. So this is from the website Wired, and it was from Saturday. Last week, the Republic of Texas Proud Boys shared a post uh, in its Instagram channel calling immigrants brown immigrant invaders. And the South Texas Proud Boys told followers to grab your guns. Meanwhile, the neo-Nazi Aryan, Aryan Network issued a rallying cry in support of Texas's resistance, asking for white men to join in. In another post, the group uh, added, to hell with the United States of America. I do not see how we can align the city of Huntington Beach with people who have views like that. Um, and it's also, 
there was a there was a public commenter who who uh, shared a similar sen sentiment. It's also difficult to uh, uh, square these views with all the patriotism that people demonstrate uh, here in this chamber. You know, first the, to hell with the United States. Is that what all of this means? Because if so, uh, during the Pledge of Allegiance, some folks might want to take a knee. So, um, well, ma'am. Uh, okay, Madam Mayor, thank, can, thank, can I do my job? Yeah. Thanks. Like I said earlier, you had your turn, it's ours. Now it's our turn. Please be respectful. So thank each you. council member is free to have whatever political views they want and to express those views, but the role of city council member does not mean we get to use the city's municipal power and apparatus to randomly blast our personal views about uh, what this or that politician is doing. The city's resources are not our own personal resources. If a person wants to express their personal political views, put out your own individual statement. You can even put out a statement. People could put one out together if it doesn't concern city business. Um, the Texas border situation, in my view, is not related to city business or city, power, uh, city policy. Um, to take partisan political views and try to put the city's official stamp on them is not appropriate. It's not an appropriate use of our resources or our position, and it's not consistent with public service. So, I mean, what you read, um, Mr. Burns, I respect your ability to have your opinion. Um, I just do not see, uh, and I don't think it's appropriate for the city of Huntington Beach to put its official stamp on that and say that that represents all of our residents. So thank you. Council, Council Member Strickland. And, and, and I say this respectfully to my council colleague. I take issue with that statement um, because me personally, I think we're a great nation because we're a nation of diversity. Uh, I would just say, uh, if we, I actually met uh, President Vicente Fox when he came to the legislature, I was a young assemblyman, and I said, you know what, uh, if we had your southern border uh, policies, you would be going bananas, because he was coming to the United States criticizing us. We are probably the most open uh, as any country in the world. As Councilman Pat Burns mentioned, when you go into China, they, they monitor that you just can't free flow everywhere. And, and really, it does affect Huntington Beach. The bottom line is the failure at the border, the reason why it's the number one issue across the country, uh, it's not no longer as it used to be, just the border states. When it's the number one issue in New Hampshire, it's the number one issue in Iowa, it's the number one issue across all 50 states, and a majority of this country of governors have joined Texas because it does, the failure of the border policies of the federal government has affected. It affects our children in terms of fentanyl, it affects our children in terms of crime, and so at the end of the day, it's up to us to represent, and just because a, a small group of people are here that are opposed, it doesn't mean it represents 100% of the Huntington Beach residents. And, and I will tell you, it's been said on this dais before, well, whatever's in the audience is what you should listen to. If whatever's in the audience, I wouldn't be here on the council because I know whatever's in the audience didn't vote for me, but actually I'm sitting here because a majority of Huntington Beach residents voted me in and they voted for me to fight for the people of Huntington Beach. Now I will tell you, 
it's up to us to also represent those who didn't vote for you. And the bottom line is, uh, that's why I had town halls, that's why I had community coffees, I'm out in the community. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you could not be disagreeable. You shouldn't, you know, you, sh you could agree to disagree without being disagreeable. But I do take issue because me personally, I think we're a great nation because we're a nation of immigrants. I think, I think our diversity is one of our strengths in the United States. And I support this issue because the federal government hasn't done their job. And because they haven't done their job and because the policies in the state that hand out our tax dollars to immigrants who haven't paid into the system at all, it costs us more tax dollars. And in terms of Huntington Beach, it costs us in terms of infrastructure, drugs, fentanyl, crime. And so I do think it's, I, I do think it's imperative for us to represent Huntington Beach in the small sliver. We're not spending lots of money. All we're doing is send a letter saying we agree with what the governor's doing in Texas that we need to fight whatever we can do to curb the immigration problem that we have, that it's not a Republican issue, it's not a Democratic issue, it's not an independent issue, it's an American issue. That that's why it's the number one issue across the country, and that's why you're seeing legislation finally being introduced in Washington, because both sides understand that the people want action on this issue. Would anyone else like to make? Councilmember Moser. Thank you. Um, first, just in response to um, Councilmember Strickland, it is up to each of us to advocate. Um, it's up to each of us, all of the residents, to advocate with our congressional representatives, as is this is a very important issue. And that means you should call the members of the House and encourage them to pass the bipartisan bill that's on the floor. We, however, on this council, on this dais, should not even be talking about that. We should be rolling up our sleeves and getting to work for our community. Instead, we are here with some of our council members putting on our costume again for some bad political performance art. It's not appropriate. It's not the business of our city. It's divisive. It's just not appropriate for discussion here. President Lincoln, our president at the time of attempted secession and during the Civil War, said the legitimate object of government is to do for a community of people whatever they need to have done, but cannot do at all, or cannot, do, or cannot so well do for themselves in their separate and individual capacities. As elected municipal public servants, municipal public servants, it is our role or the legitimate object of government to serve the needs of the people of our city. It is not our role to participate in performative action of issuing solidarity statements with Texas rather than addressing substantive policy issues here within our city. This is another divisive distraction to the work the city council is responsible for. Public safety, clean water, infrastructure, parks, beaches, libraries, conducting an executive search for our city manager, homelessness, and for our residents' housing needs. We need to get back to the work of the people, to get back to the business, to be a deliberative body, not focusing on things that are outside of our purview, and get back to the work for our people. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem Burns. And that's an example of why you guys aren't on some of the boards and commissions. Council member, um, I can. 
Thank you, Mayor. So we've received questions uh, asking how the border invasion in Texas has anything to do with Huntington Beach. And the invasion at our southern border, exacerbated and allowed by the Biden administration, <clears throat> has made every town a border town. And the taxpaying citizens across our country from small towns to large urban cities are bearing the cost and burden. James Madison High School students in New York City had to move to remote learning as the school was transformed into a shelter for 2,000 illegal migrants. A Massachusetts community center offering vital youth programs has been commandeered to shelter migrants after Boston's Logan Airport ran out of room. Washington State diverted $340 million in COVID funds to illegal migrants, including via $1,000 checks. New York City is giving prepaid debit cards to illegal migrants who are already being provided free hotel rooms as part of a $53 million pilot program. The cost of the mi migrant invasion crisis to the U.S. taxpayer is estimated to be $451 billion per year. Arrests for illegal border crossings from Mexico reached an all-time high in December since monthly numbers have been released and every month breaks a new record. The Border Patrol tallied 300,000 arrests on the Mexican border in December, up 31% from November and up 13% from December of 2022, which was their previous all-time high. And these are just the arrests made and do not count the gotaways. A record number have been on the terrorist watch list and how many are in our country that, they, that we did not apprehend and where are they now? The cartels are making over $3.5 million a day trafficking humans in this humanitarian crisis. The new bill you've mentioned before actually codifies the invasion that's being uh, talked about in Congress by allowing 5,000 plus illegal crossings per day, which is over $2 million, $2 million per year. Five migrant men viciously beat two New York City police officers last week, were then qu quickly released without bail, flipped off the news cameras as they left, and four were put on a bus out to California. The leading cause of death for 18 to 46 to 46 year olds in America is fentanyl poisoning. A record 458 million lethal doses of fentanyl and 56,000 pounds of methamphetamine have been seized at the border. Think about the doses that were not and how much of that has entered our community here and is endangering our residents. On January 1st of this year, illegal immigrants in California received free medical care thanks to Assembly Bill 133 which Governor Newsom signed into law in July of 2021, the cost of which is $4 billion or more per year. Next up is Senate Bill 277 by State Senator DeRazzo of Los Angeles that will give unemployment benefits to illegal migrants. This is not just a fight that Texas is having. This is a fight that all of us have to engage in. Over half of the states in our union have signed on in support of Texas's right to defend their sovereignty. To believe that states' rights to defend their borders do not exist in our constitutional republic runs counter to the original federalism guarantees used to secure ratification of the Constitution. States are viewed as partners in our federalism system, not mere pedestrians. The authors of the U.S. Constitution made clear that in times like this, states have a right of self-defense under Article 4, Section 4, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Article 4, Section 4 states, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion 
and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power, or engage in war unless actually invaded, or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. The invasion of our country affects every community in America, and there is nothing wrong with using our platform here to bring attention to this crisis and how it affects our community in Huntington Beach. Councilmember Strickland. If I might add, um, you know, uh, some of the members say, well, how does it, it doesn't have anything to do with Huntington Beach. Let me just point out, I just remember, there was a lot of thefts in Huntington Beach that went in the Huntington Harbor, that went in the horse country. And when we were looking at the cause of those thefts, the DA, Todd Spitzer, talked about it, it came from a southern border from the South American, and it was a ring that came in because of the open border policy. So you want to talk about how it directly affects, it ha by the way, it happened to my mother-in-law uh, who lives here in Huntington Beach. And I've, and I've talked to many, many other citizens. And we even had a town hall over in the Huntington Harbor area because it was, it was such a, a big issue at the time. That's one example of failure policies at the border that affects Huntington Beach. Council Member Kalnick. Thank you. Um, all right, so um, the performance here is, is quite interesting. Um, Councilmember McKeon, you brought up about like the school that closed down for a bunch of immigrants there. Uh, it's false. Um, the kids were moved, the, the, uh, the folks that were uh, outside in tents were temporarily moved in for one day and school was held uh, the next, uh, more, uh, the school was held remotely for one day, and then the people were resumed uh, out back outside. It was basically protect people from being trapped out in a storm. Um, not, they didn't close a school to house folks. It was for one day they had to go to remote learning, so that a bunch of folks that happened to be outside weren't there. So, uh, again, like uh, the, all of these anecdotal stories are are quite interesting. Um, what I haven't heard is a solution to the problem. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of, like, again, this, this council is not going to pass immigration policy. I haven't heard anyone up here produce a solution to this problem. We admit that there is a problem and that it's been a problem for 30 years now, 40 years now, since the Reagan administration. Um, and it's not something that I think any of us are experts in. Um, uh, I don't think anyone has a, a degree in world conflict resolution or... Uh, has a background in international affairs at this point to understand what exactly it takes to, to solve this problem. Um, and there's a lot of different issues here that I think we need to address. Uh, it's interesting, some other cities, and, and Irvine being one of them, is, has something actually they passed in 1976. And it says that the city council will not consider or act upon matters of a non-municipal nature, such as political endorsements, measures submitted to voters, and bond issues or tax overrides of other agencies. While individual members of the council may take public positions concerning non-municipal affairs, they shall not do so during or as part of any city meeting or official function. Um, it was like the 140th ordinance that Irvine passed after they became a city, and I think it's actually a pretty great thing to have that this is a non-municipal matter. This is a, a feel-good piece, and I think that Texas is not waiting for the city of Huntington Beach to weigh in on a federal issue 
um, in a constitute and potentially a constitutional crisis. One thing I would note is I didn't see a lot of my friends from Sunset Beach here tonight. Uh, I don't think anybody's here from Sunset Beach because PCH is underwater, which is something that we should be very concerned about because the folks that came down here the last couple of months to talk about the Bolsa Chica and Warner project were really upset about traffic. What are we going to do when PCH is permanently closed when Caltrans says we're not going to spend $10 billion to turn it into a causeway? And we're going to shunt Pacific Coast. I, 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 I can talk about this issue. It's fine. It's, um, so what are they going to do when we have to shunt traffic down Warner? When we're going to have to shunt the Pacific Coast Highway traffic down Warner because Pacific Coast Highway is closed. That is a local issue that we should be addressing. I think Councilmember Moser enumerated a long list of other issues to be addressing. Talking about the immigration issue without actually providing any solutions to the problem. And I think that this whole concept of open borders, I had to go look it up because I hadn't seen that in a policy memo from anybody saying, we're going to have an open border policy. It's made up. The Biden administration has spent more money in the, in the last first three years of its administration on the border than the Trump administration did in its four years. Joe Biden did not, did, did, Joe Biden eliminated a couple of policies. One was putting kids in cages. The other one was forced separation of families, which there's still a thousand kids that have not been reunited with their families. And in only till 2022 did they eliminate the stay in Mexico program, which is, that's a national issue. I, that's something I don't have expertise in, but I had to go and do some research to find out where this open border policy came from. The South American folks that are robbing our folks in the harbor are flying into LAX likely um, and are not coming across the border illegally. 80% of people that are here in this country without papers are flying in here and overstaying their visa. So what it comes down to to me is that we have local issues that have a lot of local problems that we need to solve. This is not one of them. The city of Huntington Beach is not weighing in, is, is not the mitigating factor here that's gonna solve the immigration crisis we have in this country, both legal and, and uh, uh, illegal immigration. Like we have a major workforce problem in this country that needs to be addressed as well. Um, and so I think that again, we're wasting. It's 9:30 at night on a on a Tuesday talking about something that the city of Huntington Beach has no control over and no authority over. Um, and we need to get back to governing and, and really fixing the problems that I think our residents are are upset about. Which is, I think we got a couple of more e-bike emails this week. We got a couple of more. Uh, questions about homelessness. We got some tree trimming questions. Um, we've got some actually government relations things that we need to work on. We need to work on our 311 system. We need to work on our tracking system so that residents feel like they're heard. Um, and I have, again, was not, have not heard people clamoring um, to resolve uh, a federal issue at this point. And I think that the city taking a position on a federal issue that we have no jurisdiction over here, uh, I think is, is just a waste of our time. Thank you. Madam Clerk, move, move the, uh, uh, Mayor, move the previous question. Okay, it's been moved, seconded. All right, we'll go ahead and take a vote. Councilmember Mosher? No. Bolton? No. Burns? Aye. Vandermark? Yes. Strickland? Aye. McKeon? Yes. Kalmick? No. Item passes 4-3. Move. Okay, that was the last item. I move item. to adjourn. <laughs> We have a motion to adjourn. Second. Okay, meeting adjourned.
executed at 30 feet? Could it be 28 and a half feet and that saves somebody's pool? Um, does do, do the folks, there's about six or eight folks that have major encroachment and I can understand